All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are back to playing Call of Cthulhu today. We are continuing Eternal Lies, and we are uh, we are venturing west, uh, well, U.S. west, uh, to uh, to Los Angeles as we have landed, and uh, we're about to uh, explore uh, the city of angels. And uh, we made a made a little quip. I said, "Hey, hey, they're going to explore the site of the 1924 massacre," and then Stephen, unprompted in Discord. And said, and soon to be site of the 1936 massacre, uh, which admittedly I was thinking as I typed out the 1924 massacre as well. So <laughs> glad we're all in the Great same minds. Page. Great yeah. minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, I told I told Melissa, I was about to tell them this and they realized I'll just save it for stream. I told Melissa that I was going to do is every character uh, that you guys meet in California is going to have a mix of transatlantic slash surfer dude. Like, I'm just going to somehow blend them together. <laughs> now, listen here. here I'm all for buddy. it. Uh, <laughs> just, I don't know how to do it. It's so hard. Now, listen <laughs> here. Listen here, guy. Uh, what do you... I don't know. I had something before. What you, like, what, what I still like the idea... Up to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the idea of Kearns having a different accent every time we talk to him. I do. Uh, I just don't have that many. Like, today, maybe it'll be my my danish accent i guess it's not really danish but it's the closest thing i got you know where i just do my saxons and danes stuff yeah. saxons and danes living together oh god the utrid accent <laughs> oh god Uhtred. i mean that's that's what like my bullrick character is i was, was utrid son of utrid so i did bullrick son of bullrick god is the stupidest character oh so good anyhow uh but yeah we're starting up anyway to get back on topic we're starting up los angeles uh we uh we we're sorry if we're late we were talking uh, american politics before we got on so uh let's just jump in uh let's do a couple quick intros say who you are which point you know who you're playing etc cetera, etc cetera, and then we'll dive into the game so uh steven who are you I'm playing Pastor Zephaniah Wood. I am a current evangelist traveling across the U.S. with my tent revival congregations. Uh, but I do have experience as a Texas Ranger as well. So uh, from now on, I'll probably be carrying my pistol after we've been attacked. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, that's good to know. It's something I'm actually, we're actually, we'll address a little bit uh, at the start when we get into some business and such. But that's good to know. Uh, next up, Marie, um, tell us, tell us who you are. So I am Marie Wynn. Um, I go by Sissy May or May. Um, she is by a profession, a jazz singer who's done a bit of traveling. Um, she was recently, uh, voluntold that she was going to be working a, uh, wedding in savannah in the spring so we'll see how this uh investigation goes and whether that is going to be a promise made and promise broken i am excited to see what your uh sanity score is by then and what it actually looks like when <laughs> when sissy may goes sing <laughs> just seeing things in the shadows left and right should be great uh, oh dear yeah it's gonna be awesome uh next up my tray tell us about shima uh, Shamaron is is your uh, student researcher who is on a full ride wrestling scholarship to Miss Chronic, and she's really excited because this is her second time on a plane, and it's so cool. And she gets to travel with Sissy May, who 
she thinks might be a little bit mad at her, but like she's not sure why because she got her this really amazing opportunity to make so many people so happy. So I I don't really understand why why she's upset, but I I hope she's not too upset. She's so great and so wonderful, and I love her so much. Sounds like she's just really sensitive and high maintenance and such. Apparently, that's what it is. Let's try to some <laughs> Discord. Yeah, I guess that's Discord. Uh, next up, uh, Ashley, tell us about Beverly Key and how she's doing. She got her, I mean, she got the, her proverbial ass beat in Savannah. So how is she doing? You know, she's a little shaken, uh, mm-hmm. understandably so. Uh, but she's driven by knowledge and there's people working really hard to keep this stuff buried and hidden and Mm -hmm. that's just kind of increasing her curiosity i like it i like it i like it way to play into the drive ashley that's awesome uh and you did some reading too uh on the plane as you you dug a bit into the uh the book uh from the notebook of uh of uh douglas henslow Mm -hmm. and um yeah, so like mechanically speaking, you got a what two percent? Was it two percentage points of Cthulhu yep. Mythos in that Lord? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the madness of Douglas Henslow and his time in 1924 and prior uh, has started to seep into your brain. I'm sure that's not going to come back to bite you. Uh, next totally up, not yeah, at all. <laughs> totally be fine. Totally be fine. And next up, uh, Long, tell us about Patrick. Humble Baba here, Patrick Press. I've just gotten away with murder. Don't know how, but I'm feeling lucky now landing in L.A. Okay, especially after the dream you had, I'm surprised you're feeling lucky because you had a rough dream on the way over. So let's uh, let's get into it then. So uh, last time around, you all we picked up in the aftermath of that muddy fight on the country roads of Savannah where you all were attacked. Uh, Dr. Key, you kept the driver alive. Uh, Shima, you worked on trying to repair the car. Pastor Wood, you started sifting through uh, the attacker's other abandoned vehicle, and you found a matchbook uh, for the Hotel Savannah. Uh, Back in the city, you all arranged for a medical doctor to come take care of the driver. Marie, you concocted a couple relatively believable half-truths, I would say, uh, for your hotel manager and also for the police who came to question you. Uh, Patrick, when you were going through your room, you actually discovered that someone had, had been in there and subsequently this was true of everyone's room and they were searching, someone searched your room without permission. And although nothing was actually taken, you did notice that they went through some of your personal things, your identifying papers and belongings and such like that. And so some of that, uh, was actually viewed by whoever was snooping. Uh, in the morning, you all sent out some telegrams home. Uh, later, Earlier that night, Marie had a very awkward conversation uh, with Janet Winston Rogers to get approval to go to, to L.A. Uh, but in the morning, you all sent some, some telegrams home, or at least a few of you did. Uh, and then you started making inquiries at Hotel Savannah, where Marie convinced a clerk that it was a, a missed connection. And she got information about the attackers uh, and that they never spoke. They communicated only in notes, including one that they had recently uh, given that morning. They checked out before dawn. They headed to the airport. So you all went there as well. You're going there anyway. Shima, you befriended some workers and you exchanged, as has been mentioned, the promise 
of Marie singing at their springtime wedding for further information about those attackers. And uh, apparently that group booked a flight through Nova Scotia to Ireland and their itinerary included uh, apparently advanced tickets from Imperial Airways that took them all the way to Bangkok. And apparently these arrangements were made by someone by the name of Daniel Lohman, uh, a name none of you have heard before, uh, living in Bangkok. Uh, Eventually, you all reunited with Frank Kearns, our pilot. You boarded the Skylance and you began your flight out to L.A. At some point in the transit, Patrick, you fell asleep and you had this crazy nightmare. Uh, You were back in Joy Grove. You're snooping around like you were before. Except this time, the hall was very strange. Sound was traveling oddly. And you started hearing patients calling your name. But when you went to look at these patients, you noticed that the sound was coming from these very small gnashing mouths that were not here, but instead where the eyeballs should be. Except there were just these gnashing mouths. You awoke to, to Beverly calling your name, trying to wake you up. But when you turned to look at her, she too had her eyes replaced by these gnashing, rotting, oozing mouths. And it was then that you woke up truly uh as the uh the plane touched down in los angeles and uh that's where we're gonna pick up so we're gonna kind of see a montage a little bit here uh as you all are kind of waking up from travel uh we see frank kearns coming back letting you all know what's going on um i need patrick to roll a sand test uh as all of you are getting your things together getting ready um and getting ready to deboard the silver lance uh, outside the Grand Central Air Terminal in Glendale, California. Uh, so, Patrick, how'd you do on that sand? Hard success. Uh, all right. Take one point of sand loss, uh, just one, uh, as you wake up. With uh, what, do you, what do you think it looks like when you truly wake up and you have this lingering memory? How, how does it look for Patrick when he's, uh, he's getting ready to deboard? Disheveled, hair out of order. Ties not tucked in, shirts been loose, not buttoned up. Like okay. you didn't sleep well. And one by one, as all of you descend out of the plane or climb out of the plane, we'll say Patrick's the last one. Uh, you're hit, Patrick, by sunshine. You look up, it is a beautiful, beautiful day. Bright blue sky. It's a complete and utter shift from where you were just, uh, well, just yesterday in, in Savannah, the heavy torrential rains. Uh, but here it is bright and blue and there's a gust of wind that has like a little bit of like, you know, plane terminal gas, like runway stuff on your, on your, you know, on the, on the wind. But nonetheless, it is a, it is a breath of fresh air. Uh, but nonetheless, the rest of you look and you can see Patrick shirt untucked, looking fairly disheveled. He's normally well-kept his hair, even as a professional barber is a little bit unkempt as well as you all step out. Um, and uh, Frank Kearns will follow him. And we'll say, well, all right there, fellas, uh, ladies, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make some arrangements now to, uh, to ensure that the, uh, the Skylands here has a place to stay while you go about your business in, in, the, in here in Los Angeles. Have any of you, any of you been here to this great city before? No idea. Oh, you've I've been, been before, to Mr. Southern California, but never quite into the city. Ah, I see, I see, uh, I, I see. Uh, what what brought you out there, Pastor? Your uh, oh. revivalist group or something different? I travel spreading the word all across the southern U.S., but uh, some places are just a bit too urban for my liking. 
Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're spreading the word for that, uh, I think there's quite a few people out here who probably didn't pick up on it. So you might want to shout a little louder next time you're here. <laughs> oh, wait, you're here now. Oh. Anyhow, uh, uh, Miss Wynn, you said you've been here before. What, uh, what brought you out west? Oh, yes. I, I was uh, actually doing a, a little bit of a backup singing, actually. It, it was a very whirlwind trip in, in and out. I did not get to... Uh, uh, and she kind of takes a deep breath um, a bit. Uh, yes, I, I didn't. Oh, uh, oh dear. Yes, yeah, sorry. I uh, don't don't know that I've spent that much time in in, in an airplane all at once. Uh, well, but you have some you. ginger ale or something like that. Uh, well, I think you Oof. all went through all the provisions already. But if you want to head, it kind of points you over. And you can see this, you know, this kind of art deco kind of shaped build. Like the building itself looks looks fairly modern, but you can see these various decorations. The outside is a uh, that kind of give it a, a. It definitely is distinct from where you just came from, like old Savannah. Like you're coming here, it's like right, a right, right. it's like completely another <laughs> utterly different shape. It almost looks like like an alien uh, an alien planet for for a moment. And like I'm sure you can find something in there. Uh, plenty of refreshments. Uh, uh, both uh, ginger ale and maybe something a little stronger. I would imagine they have a nice little bar in there if you if you if you're interested. Uh, and also, if you if y'all can make your your transport arrangements, I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, if you need me, uh, I am at a little uh, little hotel uh, right around the corner for some of us pilots hang out called the Palm Lounge. If you ever need anything, just come on down, or uh, you can call the front desk there. I'm sure they can find me, no problem. Old Frankie Kearns, no problem at all. Um, Anything else y'all need from me or are you good to go? I believe I'm all set. Thank you, Frank. Smooth flying as always. Oh, well, thank you there, Pastor. Thank you there, Pastor. Good luck to y'all. Stay safe uh, and uh, try not to get uh, beat up on nothing again, okay? All right. Uh, and you see he cl starts climbing back into the into the plane and he starts sort of driving, taxiing the, uh, uh, the plane off to uh, wherever it is he's going to start stowing in here. Uh, so... As you all get your things together, uh, you look around, the plane starts shifting away. You see the the um, sort of the terminal building that he, that he pointed you all to. Um, I, what do you all do? Uh, what's your what's your plan of attack here? Um, do let's go through let's go through some basic business. Do you want to rent cars? Do you want to hire a driving service? Do you want to just take taxis? Uh, like we don't have to get too specific with it, but what's the sort of like your general operation? Say so we rent a couple cars, see what happened to our last driver. Uh, agreed. I, I would just feel horrible if, if, this, if the same thing happened here and we sent some, some poor gentleman driver off to the hospital. Not to mention it became quite extravagant to pay for a driver for the entire day. Okay. Uh, well, you all, with your various bits of luggage, you push into uh, this terminal building. Um, you again, you can you can tell a very modern touch. Uh, but the other thing you notice as you start moving through uh, this sort of the echoing chamber here, there are there's like a mixture of like business folk. You can see people dressed in suits and ties. There's a handful of those, but there's also a not insignificant number of people that are far more casually dressed. You're seeing. Uh, unbuttoned shirts, loose pants, uh, even sandals of all things, uh, as there definitely appears to be 
uh, a casualness out here that was not uh, immediately apparent in Savannah or uh, where you all originated from in Arkham. Uh, renting a car is not too difficult. You'll sort of be directed through various um, various employees. We'll kind of point you this way, that, so we don't have to go through all the business. Uh, two, or is that what we're looking for? Two yeah, rental two. cars? Okay. All that right, works. fair enough. I think you all with Beverly have a high enough credit rating, and some of you have a decent credit rating otherwise, so I think you ha- wouldn't have an issue with that. And then the next question, um, where are you all staying? Uh, again, I don't want to, to bog it down in too much specifics, but we'll just keep it in kind of the generic. Are you looking to stay in like an anonymous motel, like on the outskirts? Are you looking to stay at sort of an average kind of middle class type of place? Or are you looking to go for something like more glamorous or maybe the heart of the city or something like that? Is there is there a, a thought to that? Well. We've rented two cars. I see no reason to rent rooms on top of that. Um, I'm sorry. What, what is your recommendation for our uh, evening accommodations? Something near the beach. Never seen the Pacific. We could sleep in the car. It's L.A. It won't get cold. Uh, Mr. Price, seeing the beach sounds like a delight. Would that be expensive or is that moderate or? Uh, we'll say it's slightly more expensive. Yeah, it's uh, like it's if you're as long as you're like within within Beverly's credit rating, if if Beverly is, is leading the way here, um, I will say this, Beverly, that you're renting multiple cars, renting multiple decent hotels, all within the same day. Yeah. It's probably stretching your daily limit, but it's not too bad. Like you, you can do it. You can do it. Okay. Um, if this is an extended I feel like sugar stay. mama Bev over here. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You definitely are. Purposely not weighing in on anything that costs money. Okay. <laughs> You're probably the only okay. one that Beverly would be like, yes, whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> I feel like so, Patrick and I aren't even that broke. We just don't want to step forward to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are paying so for gentlemanly. some stuff. Our um, credit rating's 40. Sheva has $2 a day. That's the spending limit. That's her that spending is, limit. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have so little money as a student. It's ridiculous. But accurate. Uh, but right. accurate. But totally accurate. So we'll say then, uh, we don't have to, again, play all of it out. What we'll say, we, we'll montage you while getting your cars, getting onto the road, heading out of Glendale, hitting you know, the traffic of Los Angeles, even back then traffic wasn't the greatest in the world. Uh, but you can see as you're traveling, one of the things I'll say you notice is that it's a, it's a much more sprawling city than you're probably familiar with, especially from your time in Arkham and even more recently in Savannah. Like it's, it's far more dispersed. Uh, and you can see that there's all these different municipalities and the signs and directions that you're getting both from the roadside itself, but also maybe from various attendants that you speak to uh, at the airport or at the rental car place, like pointing you to this place or that place. You ask about hotels by the beach and someone will reference Venice or someone mentions, you know, uh, like like other places here and there. Um, you notice, too, that the just just moving through the like the the actual terminal of the airport. It's a far more like diverse sort of population. You hear accents this way and that like that are rather than the sort of uh, kind of the, the homogeneity of like Savannah. Uh, it's, it's far more diverse. And so it's, it's immediately different. 
uh, as you're traveling through like more of the the highways and you're heading westward because you're because if you want to get to the beach you're, you have a fairly lengthy drive west southwest um, a couple of things you notice that buildings are much shorter here than they are uh, up in Arkham like you can see that there's there's sort of a kind of a smaller uh, a smaller height to many of the places you can see what looks like a lot of recovery a lot of construction being done here and there new developments being built you can see repairs being done um, and overall, like it's it's a it's a decent drive because of the weather. But you would imagine if if you hit any kind of terrible rain, uh, this would be just kind of brutal. But eventually, you make it. Uh, we'll say we'll say somewhere around Venice um, ish. We don't have to be too precise. Somewhere around Venice, you probably since you curious about the beach, you settle in. Uh, and so then the next question for you is room assignments again. I'm just kind of curious. I just want to kind of get us into a rhythm of doing this whenever we go to a new location. So uh, are we bunking up again? Are we getting separate rooms? How are we handling this? It is in one room if that's possible. Yeah, I think, yeah. And what about the gentleman? I'm willing to room with Pastor Wood, seeing as this is a combination last time. Okay. Oh, we certainly aren't. <laughs> Patrick, do you want to do another? Do you want to do another like luck test? Yes, I do. Hell good, yes. Yeah, just go ahead and give you a luck test. This is like a pure luck. Hell yes. Just, this is the running joke. He's a man used to luxury. Oh my goodness. Oh, so close. 49 <laughs> over 48. I won. Oh, that's a... Where is Beverly? Luck, right? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You can't spend no. luck on luck, no. Um, so I feel like whereas, that's the universe proving a point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So close. Ever so close. Um, so Beverly has no issues uh, being able to get a fairly nice, we'll say suite of some kind with a waterside view. Uh, like it's again, we're probably not right on the beach, but like you're up high enough, mm-hmm. a couple floors that you can actually look out and see the ocean from the windows within your room. Patrick, as you try to angle for something similar, the two of you end up like on the first floor with like a city side room. And so you can't quite see anything. It's a decent room. Don't get me wrong. Like there's, it's, it's, it's a decent hotel that Beverly was able to, to pick out for you all. Uh, but they just don't quite have, uh, exactly what you're looking for. And, and so as we, we go in this room, Pastor Wood is complaining the entire time about how extravagant it is. It's way too nice. We don't need this. We're just sleeping here at night. They gave us bottom of the barrel. If I came, I'm looking a bit more pristine. We could have been top of the floor. I just can't believe the price they're asking per night. It's outrageous. It's robbery. And so Shama is very excited, like going to the window, like, whoa, you can see the whole ocean. This is so much nicer than Cape Cod. Have you ever been to Cape Cod? And I have not been to Cape Cod. I I am originally from the Midwest. And and don't get me wrong, lakeside views are something to speak of, but it is nothing quite like the ocean. Wow. (laughs) Big eyes. So, I so wonder. <laughs> one other bit of business I do want to like uh, something other Stephen Stephen brought up. Um, so you all have gotten attacked. Uh, so I am kind of curious as to for those of you with weapons, like if you are taking stuff around, like what are you taking with you? What are you leaving behind? Just kind of keep an eye on that a little bit. 
Um, you also have started to collect some items and you know that someone was snooping in your room. So I'm kind of curious about that. Like, what are you doing with some of the kind of the clues or the items that you collect? Like, so let's, uh, so what do we think about that as you guys are like, who, who else besides Pastor Wood is going to like be carrying a weapon or something like that? Shima, you got your knuckles and everything tucked away somewhere. Perfect. Anybody else taking defensive uh, measures? Club specifically, I want to call it. Well, you have a rental car now, so that's certainly something you can throw in the trunk or in the back seat Amazing. and have far more easy access to it. Um, probably walking into like City Hall to do some records uh, research. Probably leave it in the car, but like you can have it relatively accessible as you're mobile. Uh, anybody else along those same lines? Yeah, I'm carrying a small knife as usual. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Marie or Beverly? I would Marie like also to... has a small knife. Okay. Good, good, good. I think Beverly, you know those really tiny guns? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Like a, like like a Derringer type of thing? Like a little tiny? Yeah, like the it's really tiny, like it can be in like a little little pocket purse kind of thing. Okay. It's like, I think they have at most five shots, if any. Okay. Uh, so Beverly wants to, to buy a gun. I don't want to play it all out, but we'll say that with your credit rating, uh, we'll say it that you might you're... have to wait and not be today, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we don't know. Like, I, I'm not going to nickel and dime. You I would gladly go with you and help you pick a good one as well. Sounds okay. good to me. So, so I would also like, into a larger yeah, by the time you guys get into your hotel, it's probably like the afternoon, uh, between the travel, between when you landed. Uh, so it is probably afternoon. Um, middle of the week kind of deal. Um, so you could potentially get that done before nightfall, um, kind of go out, find somewhere, etc. Um, are there any other sort of, sort of odds and ends that you all want to do or anything like that and pick up maybe the next morning with like a fresh day and investigate? Uh, I would say that before Marie... we go out, I would... I would point out my my revolver is like a six inch barrel. It's rather large, and I've got a gun belt that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just wear that out in public because we're in LA. So okay. I think I would take one of the pillowcases uh, out of our room and uh, use some cord or something to turn it into a makeshift satchel. And I'll just keep my gun and my belt in there, just across my shoulder, like a hobo. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I think you can do that. Um... You might get strange looks if anybody in the hotel service sees you, but otherwise, I think you're okay. And you'll probably get strange looks, actually, but from anybody, really, that you interact with. And now I'm imagining that the pillowcase has, like, some floral print on it or something. Yeah, it's very It's very tropical. It's like a tropical, tropical pattern. Uh, Marie, you were going to say something. Yeah, so Marie is going to go down to the desk, the front desk. Sure. And... Uh, yes. Uh, sorry, sorry to, sorry, sorry to bother you. Oh, it's no just, problem there. What can I do for you, young lady? Uh, y- yes, I just w- wanted to make a, a bit of a re- request. Uh, so we have a, um, a few of us that are staying and she'll, you know, kind of give the room number of the suite. And if, if I could re- request that, that we not c- get any housekeeping while we're here. If that's no okay. housekeeping. Oh, wow. Yes. I, I suppose that's fine, but uh, you know, as they say, uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah, you, you, you dig? 
well, yes, there, there are, there are, there are three of us, and I'm sure we can kind of keep keep up with those things ourselves. Where we're just going to be in and out at all hours, and would would hate to have our sleep interrupted. If if that is if that is okay. Oh, I see. In and out at all hours. You're uh, you're here on the uh, here on what is it? Pleasure. You're just uh, seeing the sights, having some fun, doing the light knife. Is that it? Oh well, of course. Oh, well, that's just wonderful. That's just one. Well, sure, I'll make sure to put that down for you. No problem at all. No problem. If you change your mind, you just come on down here and uh, and we'll we'll make an adjustment. And if you ever need new uh, new sheets, new, uh, uh, new accoutrements and such, you just let me know. I think that's the word. I've been working on my French. You know? That sounds delightful. Thank you very much for your uh, accommodation. Well, you are you are most welcome. Enjoy your stay. Enjoy the City of Angels. Enjoy Venice Beach. Uh, make sure you get on down to the boardwalk, get on down to the sand, and uh, get a little sunshine before it gets a little too cold. Yes, yes. Uh, I understood. And, and we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll pop back down later and take your uh, recommendations for a nice place to grab some breakfast in the morning. Oh, I would be more than happy to provide. Of course, of course. And uh, yeah, yeah, you make your you, so no, no service to uh, to the ladies' room. Okay, all right. Yeah. Any other business or uh, errands or anything like that we want to try to tackle? So we have an assortment of of things that we've uncovered so far. That's correct. Um, Beverly would recommend that we get like a lockbox at a bank to keep these in. Like, where maybe even that we get a lockbox for the items and then the key to that lockbox, we get a separate lockbox for that key. And (laughs) she's getting paranoid with all of this uh, extra stuff happening, but she'll wait and see what everybody else thinks. Because maybe we need to study all the stuff first before we start. Well, Dr. Key, I I do... I do understand your concerns absolutely after after what happened last time now i've 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 just come back from downstairs and have requested that we not have any housekeeping so hopefully that will reduce uh anyone accessing our room and and we can always i've done some traveling and i I think we can kind of jerry-rig a few things to make sure that no one comes in when we've left the room but i would after what happened last time i would hate to need to make a after hours exit from LA and not be able to if our things are locked up somewhere outside of our view. That might be our only recommendation if we keep things under lock and key that we keep it in the room with us. That's fair. Well, Dr. Key, that that is an excellent idea though. One of the things that a coach does when we're on the road for uh, wrestling trips is we have lockers that we can buy at a sports shop and just take with us. Like we used to just do it for uniforms and stuff, but they're made of metal and they come with a lock. But maybe that, maybe that's all we need is just to get a, a, a lock because we do have that metal tin that the thing came in. I don't know if we can put everything in there, but... I also recommend when you're in a city, you keep at least a dollar in your shoe to avoid pickpockets. Well, Pastor Wood, you just have the softest steps sometimes. I would think with those boots of yours, I would always be able to hear you coming. And I don't always hear you coming. That is quite the talent. 
Cafe is taking out her dollar and folding it and sticking it in her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So, what was the consensus then on your very, like, your, because right now you really got like your Douglas Hensel items, right? You've got the notebook, you got that stone yeah. slap, you got that, uh, speaking of the keys, you have a safe deposit box key. Uh, so, that's, that's pretty much, I think, the items that you guys have on you. So, um, if you're taking specific steps to secure it, uh, you just let me know what they are. Um, otherwise, if you're just keeping them on them, just let me know who's carrying things, that kind of stuff. And you know, every now and then we'll check in, especially if we like split and people are going different places. Okay. Um, so what we'll say then is you all spend the afternoon doing uh, um, various various things. So, so Pastor Wood, Beverly, you head out. Um, you spend some time traveling around looking for shops and things anywhere you might be able to get some self-defense items. Um, Marie and Shima, Patrick, just big picture. We don't have to play it all out, but what, what would we say you guys did for like the rest of the afternoon to the evening can be, it can be personal or it can be something related to the investigation. Like, so it's sort of up to you all. Like what would the three of you be doing this afternoon? I'd get a map. And sort of circle locations that are hotspots we need to go to. Okay. Even a couple sightseeing spots personally. Like, I want to go here. That's actually something I wanted to do as well to help with this. Because yeah, I can't help with the car part of it. But I can help with the map navigation. So I'd, I'd love to work with Patrick to not just figure out sort of where things are, but routes from our hotel. So let's okay. spend some time uh, with the map with Patrick. All right. Um, well, I would say the two of you, if you go, you I mean, getting a map, not difficult. Um, you, I, I would say the two of you, the three places that you would probably note uh, relative to your investigation. Uh, Long Beach, uh, as you know, that that was apparently the location of the bank that this safe deposit box key that you have from Douglas Henslow was associated with. That was the first bank of Long Beach is what he told you. Uh, the second thing you would probably mark is UCLA. Uh, as you know that uh, based upon your conversations with Edgar Job, he was recruited into this uh, Echeverria cult uh, by a professor supposedly at UCLA. So you might mark that as well. Uh, and then you, you, vaguely, you would just sort of mark out there's sort of North Country kind of farmland. You don't have a specific place, but you know that based upon the story that you heard from Douglas Henslow, the story that you heard from Edgar Job, that that summoning where every where, where everything went to shit, like everything, people started dying and everything kind of got blown up at that point, was somewhere on a farm north of the city. And so, like, you kind of have like a vague idea of where that con- like that kind of country might spread but you don't know specifically anything about the farms. That's probably the three things, Patrick, if you were looking at uh, at whatever it is that might be related. Uh, and then Marie, was there was there anything you wanted to do in the afternoon here? Um, I think probably she would, being kind of the artsy type, take a look at the beach and the folks around and the shoreline and all that good stuff i'm sure there's inspiration for a song here absolutely yeah and like i mentioned before like you when you when you head down there you definitely see that there is uh as you're you're heading out sunset actually uh, so you would probably be there for sunset which is a just an absolutely gorgeous and beautiful view 
uh, people walking up and down, boardwalks, saying, etc. But also, you can see it out in the water, various boats um, from the sail variety. But even further out, you can see more kind of industrial shipper, you know, shipping type uh, boats on the horizon that are slowly moving past here and there. Uh, if at any point you like go up to the waters, kind of cool. It is October uh, ish, uh, so it's going to be the water itself uh, isn't going to be the the warmest. Um, but yeah, I would say you probably have a relaxing sort of state here or there. Um, and so we'll say at some point you all reconvene, you kind of get your items. You will say you maybe hit the local area for some food or you hit the, the maybe the hotel itself has, it, has its own restaurant. And maybe we get started early the next morning uh, with your kind of first full day in Los Angeles kind of ready uh, to uh, to pursue. So with that in mind what is your first what do you guys want to do so we'll say the next morning everyone wakes up nothing crazy no weird dreams no one breaks into your room it's a fresh day everyone's got you know uh, your 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 bruises are yellowing and healing your cuts are beginning to mend what do you guys want to do in la Oh, sorry, Jeff. I'm just remembering, just looking at my notes. Um, can we have a fourth location marked on the map, which is the bank? Uh, you, I, I, that's what I said the Long, long Beach was. So the you Long Beach. Okay, long I'm sorry. Beach I must was, have misheard. Yeah. I'm you so don't sorry. know the specific address for the bank. You just know it's the first bank of Long Beach. So that's why I put Thank that Thank you very much. Sorry, I yeah. misheard you. Uh, and if you're looking at our map... In LA, for those of you in Foundry, Long Beach is literally just off the map. It's like right next to like like right south of like Hermosa and like Redon, you know, like okay. in that area. So it's right, it's literally right there at the very edge of the map. That is just redondulous. And uh, thanks for uh, hanging out, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Without Steve. <laughs> we're just gonna go pull the plug of the power this time there's a reason i keep cutting out early session after session <laughs> just booting you jeff so. just has leah's number on speed dial and he's like pull the plug mm -hmm. <laughs> tie his uh tie a couple cinder blocks to his ankles throw them in the water amazing um uh, so, so early Marie morning would the kinda... day is your is is whatever it is you want to do you tell me yeah, uh, Mr. Price, it seems like you were, while I was off daydreaming and uh, coming up with some new uh, ditties that I might play at this wedding, perhaps, uh, in the spring. You, you, It looks like you were hard at work with this map. Do you have a plan for our travels today? Yeah, Simon, I've circled out some locations here. We've got the bank, UCLA, in this giant area in the north. Who knows what's up here? But so, I say... It's a place called San Francisco. No. <laughs> we do have this key and we can just head to the bank find out what it is it's our only tangible object we have I agree that sounds like the best first step uh, I was also thinking one of us or two uh, could separate and go to city hall or to uh, some records and see if we can find uh, backlogged papers about events happening in the 19, uh, 1929, I believe. Uh, 24? 24. I, I believe. 24, 24 is the big year that's been referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, new newspapers, perhaps, or li libraries. I, I agree. Going through yes. some records would be useful. Can help so, go through records. 
so City Hall, public recorder's office. Um, you literally could go to like the offices of the LA Times and actually see if you can gain access to some of their archives. Like these are things that Ooh. you could potentially do. Um, if you're looking for those of you who are big into kind of library archive exploration, those are all three places you could potentially find info. Um, criminal stuff. I mean, you might obviously find like newspaper headlines, sure, but you also could, if anybody has um, an inkling, you could always try to to speak with like the police, law enforcement, etc. That's a little trickier, obviously, because you probably want to have connections, uh, so they're not just going to necessarily talk to any random person. But you never know. Uh, so those are things that that are that are definitely on the table for for basic research. Awesome. Other yeah. Ideas? Uh, I think Beverly would love to try the LA uh, Times office first. I, wish I must definitely join Doctor Key. Okay. With the uh, one car. The getting. One car. We have Beverly and Shima. So far, there's two cars. I'll go we'll ahead one and go Beverly with uh, Doctor Key and Miss Oberon. Okay then. Uh, do Marie and Patrick go off separately? To the bank. Yes. Go to the bank. Yeah. Okay. So the two of you will be traveling for a decently long time. Long Beach is 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 basically the southern tip of a of the county, uh, so it's going to be a, a relatively lengthy day for you all uh, in terms of travel. Uh, the rest of you, you'll have some some more flexibility as you you don't necessarily have to go too far, but you will probably at some point go like downtown LA, kind of get into sort of city hall area. Uh, fantastic. So as you all split up. Uh, you go in separate directions. Um, we've already mentioned what you are taking for defense. Um, I'm assuming, unless you tell me otherwise, that you have your special items like in the trunk or on you or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll start then with Shima and Beverly and with Pastor, uh, Pastor Wood. Do you want to go to like the offices of the LA Times? Do you want to go to the city city hall or do you want to go to like a public recorder's office. Uh, I'm down for any. Do you have any preference, Shima? Uh, my instinct is to go to the public library um, so that we can kind of just pour through stuff without being interrupted. Okay. okay. I'm right. happy to be of use with any sort of menial task you assign me to. However, I do specialize in law enforcement and I... I feel that I'd be more useful when it comes to government resources. Maybe if we find anything of that ilk, you can provide and shed some more light on it. Very well. So then, Library first. Okay. Well, what if we stop by an official office first, and then if we can get copies, take that with us to the library and then review there? One or the other. I, I suppose it doesn't matter too much. Okay, yeah, then we'll just do the you Go to the library, then. then you have more information to go to a police station with. True. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Okay, well, why don't uh, Shima and Beverly, um, I guess, well, I mean, you can do it too, I guess, Pastor, I was just assuming. Um, library use would probably be a, a, the, the preferred skill if we're just kind of going through archives, public archives is essentially what we're going through here. Um and Sorry, can you remind me what audience dice does? Plus 10 to a roll? Plus 10. Plus 10 to your target? I'd uh, like, like to use one, please. Okay. Okay. So I would love that. it if I'm the only one that succeeds on this roll. That would just make me so happy. 
Oh, no. Oh, Shiva, no. I, I super, super failed with a 92. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so I actually, I got an extreme success. Uh, my oh, library my uses 50 and I rolled a 14. You actually were the only one who succeeded. I manifested it. I'm so happy. Dr. Key succeeded too. I passed yeah, it. Oh, did. So yeah. Amazing. Topics-wise, Beverly. Even. Hard success. Beverly, what would you... What would you be looking into? Like, what is like subject wise? Like, what are you what are you interested in? Um, so in the library. Again, um, this is like public information, so it's you know think about it in those terms. So, like, what what would you be looking into? So public information, because I wouldn't be able to look up death records or anything in the library. Um. Uh, I mean, some some play when I when we say library, I am not necessarily thinking like public library, library card. I'm just thinking public records. So whether it's an actual library or whether it's just a a public recorder's office, like I'm giving you kind of the okay. Just, so I'm just sort of hand waving it, saying it's all together. We have names of people who did pass in this event, so that's going to be that's what correct. Beverly focuses on. Is she's going to be looking for anything pulling those names. Uh, during that time frame in 1924 to help try and uh, narrow that location that we have down. Okay. Uh, so you got one success, or you just got regular success. Did you want to spend any luck to make that a hard success? How much would that need to be? Uh, remember that a hard success seven. is basically half. Uh, so you would need a 30 to get it down to a 35. So just seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. I'll spend seven. Okay. So. Nice. I'll tell you this, uh, because you did that, um, I have something to share with you. A name pops out. Now, you, one of the things you notice very quickly and clearly is that there isn't really any, like when you look up some of the names, and this is, again, this is taking hours, right? You look up some of the names of, um, of like folks from Douglas's group, um, and, you don't really see anything to suggest that there is some kind of, um, I would say, accurate documentation. Nothing that kind of corroborates the strange tales of this bloody, terrible massacre. Like all of it that's popping up, like the deaths of certain people aren't being described the way uh, that you you see them with Douglas Henslow in Edgar Job's stories. Like Vincent Stack, you don't really get any notes that he like sort of torn apart or, or, or obliterated or anything like that. You don't hear anything about, you know, um, the, uh, Catherine Clark getting her, getting her, you know, getting to sort of decapitated or anything. you don't get any of those types of deals. Like that's not popping up in like any kind of public records view. But one thing you do get, uh, with your hard success is you actually come across a name, um, that the timing of it just works really well. You're, when you look up like the name Echeverria, there's just so many and like trying to track it down. But when you kind of cross reference it with 1924 and a death, you actually come across an obituary uh, for uh, a, a, a man by the name of Ramon, which was one of the names that Edgar said it might be his first name. He was kind of cagey a little bit on the first name. Um, a, a, uh, a philanthropist specifically. So let me, I think I shared that with you. Hopefully you got it. Did you get it, Ashley? The letters, the handout. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, If you want to go ahead and uh, give that a read. 
All right. So Ramon Echevera, philanthropist, Los Angeles, received yesterday. Mr. Ramon uh, Echevera, a long-term, longtime resident of Southern California and most recently of the Highland Park neighborhood, passed away on the evening of August 13th in an incident of regrettable violence. Although survived by no direct kin, Mr. Echevera will be mourned by the many communities of, that his acts of charity and outreach have affected for so many years. The proceeds from the sales of his estate will be donated to a variety of charities. This is dated August 15th, 1924. And this was hours of research. As you like, you're, okay. there's another Echevera. There's another Echevera. But then like... When you start going through some newspaper records and you look at the you look at the dates and the, like like dates from 1924, going through the obits because you were specifically thinking of, of articles about people's death, this popped up and it seems to kind of align with the general dates that you were given from the two people that you interrogated back in Joy Grove. Um, let's kick it over to Pastor Wood. Pastor Wood, what subjects were you looking into? Well, then I would say let's kick it back to Dr. Beverly Key because I would have gone after whatever subject she put me upon. No, you can pick. Make the decision there, buddy. I suppose you said that she was kind of going towards uh, the incident from August 13th already. So like we wouldn't be able to find much upon that. You you tell me what is it you're looking for? You just tell me what I you're think, looking for. How about drug production in the year 1924? If there are any strange drug busts, uh, if there's been any uh, any sort of relation to oh. the cult and their drugs? Yeah, like an uprising right. of a different type of drug coming into the area. You. Um, I'll say this, you do, if that's specifically what you're looking for, you do notice that there are some, um, there are some various stories popping up here and there, none with names of people that seem connected to, to, to like your, the names that you have, but you see various stories, uh, usually kind of like the, uh, like any, any, any sort of vice reporter might, might reference of, um, of like overdoses, people kind of um, having like a greater or more uh, sort of, I would say, violent or um, or extreme decay than some others. Uh, most of what you're seeing, though, they seem to sort of assume it's something to do with like opium, heroin, like like. But it definitely, you, you're definitely noticing like there's an increase of it. Um, there's also references when you see this drug trade to um, the Okone family, which is a sort of a, a LA mafia group um, that seems to have kind of risen. And there's been some sort of back and forth over the years in the twenties in terms of uh, them being potentially involved. But like, there's also all these stories where people are within the Okone family are just saying like, we're not involved in this. This is not our trade. Um, so that's, I would say that's what you're kind of seeing. You're not getting any, I would say, I would say like your general idea is that they have, there was certainly an increase, but there wasn't anything about a new drug. Um, but there's more, it was just essentially assumed to be like a more extreme, uh, or a more potent strain of existing drugs. Okay. So, uh, 
think about that for a bit. Let's cut over to Marie and Patrick. Um, we'll say that your drive down uh, towards uh, towards Long Beach is quite enjoyable in some ways as you're traveling down the coast a bit. Uh, you're going through some neighborhoods uh, and some some smaller municipalities that are are quite beautiful, probably and much different than what you're probably accustomed to. Uh, you're seeing all manner of palm trees and sunshine and people actually smiling every now and then on the street is, is sort of alarming. Um, but then you get down to Long Beach itself. Um, I need one of you to go ahead and roll a library use. Um, or if you wanted to just, uh, that you're trying to find like the, uh, like the actual location of the Long Beach, um, bank, you can either roll like a library use to sort of check some sort of like, um, public record service in Long Beach, or you can kind of ask around if you wanted to do some sort of social thing, just like stop at a diner and just kind of ask. You can do that too. That's either one of those approaches would probably be fine. Marie would literally just roll down the window to anybody when we're stopped at a red light and just be like, oh, hello, sir. Could you, uh, point me in the direction of the uh, first bank of Long Beach? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> give me a, give me a luck test actually. Okay. Okay. 38 under 55. Uh, so you, you roll your window down, you pull up alongside and you see a guy coming out of a shop uh, and he's you know got a bag in his hand and is like, uh, he's got like a young daughter in the other hand as they're coming out of some sort of like candy shop. And you just ask him and he's like, oh, uh, there's, uh, oh, I'm sorry there. Uh, I'm sorry there, ma'am. Um, that's, uh, I think that place... Yeah, I think that's the place that shut down a few years ago after the quake. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Oh, yo, you don't say that um, originally from the Midwest. We don't uh, deal with quakes so much. That's such a pity. Oh, I hear you. You got your own problems to deal with out there. Tornadoes, storms, that kind of thing. Yes, yes. In, in, indeed we do, but uh, oh. I can't my, imagine the sky um, opening up and just whipping around and taking roofs off places. Uh, we got the earth. The earth just starts to shake and quake and we just shuffle around a bit, but uh, you know, sometimes oh. uh, the buildings come down and tumble and sometimes you do too. But anyhow... Yeah, well, uh, they, they both do come up with little warning, but this this bank, I um, it's quite distressing. Uh, can, can you point me in the direction of where it had been? Sure, sure. And he's like, I think that's over, uh, hmm, it's about three or four blocks that way. Uh, you can still see, uh, you can still see the building there. They, uh, it, no, no one's replaced it. I think there's just some vagrants and such that have squatted down inside there. And look for the place that's got all the scaffolding and such on it. They never quite, they never quite, you know, fixed it here or there. A few years ago, they started renovating a lot of the buildings around the city here, uh, making sure that they were quake proof if such a thing exists. Uh, they never quite got to that one. Uh, you, uh, bank owe you money? Is that the problem? Because if that's the case, well, uh, and he, he, he's like, well, honey, honey, well, earmuffs. And you see like his daughter puts, puts hands on the other side of his, because there's a snowball's chance in hell that you're going to see a penny from them. I can tell you that, uh, it's hot times for banks everywhere. I'm sure you know, but, uh, that, uh, that quake, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I can tell you that. I'm not sure if you heard that well, one. Well, yes. Yeah, so un unfortunately, um, you know, m money being the, the 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 fickle thing that it is could could possibly be replaced, but it was actually a something in a safe deposit box in the bank that I'm trying to uh, recover for a family member. Sorry, sir, the is... light's green. 
<laughs> you just drive off. You're like, all right, let's go back. And then you guys drive away. Do you literally drive away? He was, he was like, yeah, she's talking too much. Okay. <laughs> you just like turn, okay. make a right and turn around the corner. <laughs> all right. So I imagine Marie would have totally ignored if there was honking happening behind us. So I imagine it was sort of the like 1930s little like ooga kind of like car horns that were happening and uh Marie's oh, hanging people. out the door, like still trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, roll X tech to see if you hold on or if you fall underneath the, the car and just thump. now you have to make a new character. Uh, okay, so you drive off, Patrick. Uh, do you where do you where do you go? You just drive off this this poor, very informative man. Uh, what do you do? Just try to follow that guy's directions as best as I can. He's sure, point in whatever direction. Yeah, so you you head a couple blocks away. You kind of drive around a little bit, and you you do notice eventually that there is uh, you do find this kind of damaged brick building uh, that has these cracked stone steps. And you can see there's looks to be some kind of um, uh, scaffolding and such that's been fixed up around. It's not in a great um, great little grouping of neighborhoods. You can tell that whatever group it was in certainly suffered a bit. Um, you'll you notice that in kind of inscribed in this dirtied up granite uh it does in fact say first bank of long beach uh and there are some boarded up front doors as well um some of the windows as well are boarded up uh and he wasn't wrong there definitely seems to be a uh, small population of like uh kind of squatters and such that you can see kind of moving uh, about in the area these squatters probably feel like they own the place might give us some trouble well, I suppose everyone needs to find a place to uh, lay their rest. Uh, Pastor Wood was recommending that we uh, sleep in our cars. We would have been exactly, well, not, not I, I just, I meant that to sound more uh, understanding than that came out. But, uh, you know, um, hmm. I wonder if that gentleman could have given us a little bit more information about what they've done with things that were in the bank. Had we carried on that How conversation do you know? with him? He's just a patron. So, well, um, as you two are sitting there arguing in the car, um, you you hear like a little rap on the door next to you, Patrick. And when you look out, you see a woman um, colorfully dressed with um, very aggressive makeup. Uh, and, and she's like, well, hey there. Hey there, friend. You look a little lost. Uh, Anything well, I can ma'am. help you with? And she just kind oh, of kind of leans down. We aren't lost at all. Oh well, I just saw you and your your old lady here having a little bit of argument. Why don't you why don't you just run along there, ma'am, and uh, I'll see if I can help your boy out. Oh oh no, I, I she, like, believe runs there's a finger like over your ear a little bit. Oh, I b- believe there's been some misunderstanding. I'm not his old lady. Well then get out. Girls trying to work. Yes. Um, Sorry, darling, but I'm taken. Oh, taken by this thing? Oh, you can do so much better, sweetheart. I, I don't. I, I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't think the Mister Hair follows the uh, d- different zip code. Everything's okay. Kind of rule. This is. This is. This is a good one here. Um, but she will kind hey, of take out, darling. Yes. Was I talking to you? I wasn't. 
Gosh, well, what I am actually there. the one that Can't has a few you dollars to deal with this. in my fingers. So I actually was wondering if I might ask you a question and perhaps uh, you could still make something on this exchange. She looks at you. She looks at the driver. You know, she looks at Patrick driving. Looks back to you. Marie, uh, roll a test for us. Um, it's not going to be charm, unfortunately. Uh, that's that's, <laughs> no, that's out the window for so. you. Um, <laughs> persuade? I would be okay with persuade, yeah. That, that sounds okay. good to me. All right. Let's see how this goes. That's it. 27 under 70. Okay. Uh, she takes a look at how... Uh, hmm, what's your credit score? Credit rating? Thir- um, 30... <laughs> She takes a look at that. Well, I tell you, you put uh, one or two more of those into that little gnarled hand of yours, and then maybe we got ourselves a deal. Well, that is just a bit uh, rude, but uh, I suppose one will have to do it because, I mean, you're not getting anything from this one, so you should uh, count yourself lucky that it was not an entire waste of your time. But yes, and so she'll add one more of whatever the bill was. She reaches across uh, and she kind of like leans into the car and kind of presses herself a little bit against Patrick uh, and grabs the money. And as she rakes it past, she like very carefully, like she like you can tell she's sort of caressing her cheek as she does. So excuse me. Um, So what was your question? So this we understand that this used to be bank. I'm waiting for a question. Have any information as to not very uh, bright this old lady of yours, is she? You got any friends in there? Uh friends, sure. Maybe here or there. But don't worry, you want to be one of my friends? If you could help me in there, certainly can. What do you want inside there? There's just nothing but ruin and and rubble and a bunch of Bunch of people that uh, have nowhere be- better to go. No, you're way too good for that place there, sweetheart. Yeah, something personal. Something left behind. If you want to go inside, you can go inside. No one's going to stop you. The front doors might be boarded, but there's plenty of other ways inside. But there ain't much in there, like I said. Anything of uh, any kind of value that used to be inside, well, they, they came and picked that clean a couple years ago. We're just going to have it ourselves. Any other official folks that might have come and taken anything to a different location? Well, there was that um, that federal corporation. Can't remember the name of it. A few years back, everyone lined up around the corner, tried to come over here and get the things out and get all their money. Bank just, well, the plum ran out after the quake. And then they kind of moved all their things took everything that wasn't nailed down and they drop it in some old government warehouse over in Signal Hill, I think. Is that really what we're going to talk about? Federal this, government that, bank this. You seem so much more interesting. And again, she just does this, like, finger down the side of your cheek. Patrick. Very flattering, miss, but we've got obligations. Hmm. An obligation. 
can put it off every now and then for an hour or two, can't you? Certainly, but not today. Are, are we are we hiking our way inside there, Mr. Price? What's that? All right. Well, if you just go around down that alleyway, you're going to see a window wide open as can be. But like I said, you're not going to find anything in there that you're looking for. Anything that was of value has long since been pulled up and put elsewhere. But if you want uh, your old lady to lead you by the leash, you go right ahead. She gets up and she kind of fixes her eyes a little bit in the reflection in your car. I'll see you tomorrow, sweetheart. And she turns around and just starts kind of strutting away. And she like looks over once and then back again and continues. Um, okay. Um, so you guys think about that. We'll cut back to our, uh, our research crew. Things are getting a little hot in here. Uh, so you've got a couple <laughs> little odds and ends. Uh, what would you guys want to do next? You looking for What are you looking to do next? What are you looking, looking into? Uh, I want to look into UCLA a little bit and maybe George Ayers. Okay. Uh, that's probably something you would have to go to UCLA for. Okay. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Which you, I mean, you could conceivably do if you wanted, but, um, but yeah, that's not something you just randomly find somewhere else. Yeah. What about you guys? If I wanted to look up more about this, uh, was it Ikone family? Sure. Uh, would I be able to do that here? Or would I have to? Uh, it's. I mean, like, it's 1936. Like, you're not. I mean, like, it's not like the like historians of the mafia are really at work just yet. So, like, like they're literally active. Uh, so, the would best I be place able to, to start asking questions would be like law enforcement. If you if you really wanted to poke into that more, or m- maybe like business licenses that might be associated with them, that kind of thing, would I be able to look into? Uh, again, public the, records. Just, yeah, yeah, public records stuff, like, yeah. That's it's fair. Just, That's fair. Yeah. That sounds like something... Again, you guys you told me you're at the library. Gossip. I'm like, public yeah. library, we're looking up things that's like... Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. Uh, so did you want to go to a different location then? Yeah, I, I feel super hard on, on the wall here, and I'm sort of carrying that over to just generally being mostly useless at this occasion. Well, the coffee <laughs> you bought was great, so don't get too hard on yourself. <laughs> that that was very useful. Uh, do you guys want to go to UCLA or to like a more like official? UCLA is fine. Okay, Other things yeah. you could you could do in this location, like you did, um. Yeah, you. I mean, like you. You have an obit for Echeverria. You could potentially yeah. like, and you. You so you have that. Like you have a date of death and everything. You could potentially dig in and see if you can find out any more information about him, um, like public records, things like that, um, businesses, tax records, stuff like that could potentially pop up. Um, what else could you do? Um, yeah, that's probably that's probably another thing you could potentially do. Might as well just continue to dig into that while we're here. Okay. If that's cool with you guys, or do you guys want to do something else? Um, you are the works. research lead. Okay. 
Uh, so Beverly, I'm not going to ask you to do another role. You already got a hard success. If you kind of okay. continue following the thread, uh, for Ramon, Ramon Echeverria, you, you've got the obit, you have that, um, you are able to find, I guess, probably two more things. Uh, you would be able to find out that first he has a gravestone, um, in the forest lawn cemetery in Glendale. Uh, so that's one thing. So you know where he's buried, so to speak. Um, the other thing uh, is that with doing some sort of backtracking um, and when it references like Highland Park in the obit, uh, like again, you're, you're, this is I'm sort of suggesting you're kind of doing this in sort of reverse order. You're like reverse engineering some of this. Mentions his date of, date of death, mentions Highland Park neighborhood with those extra little bits of cross-referencing. Um, you would be able to find out that he like an actual address uh, that was once linked as his home. So you would have an actual address to him. Um, if you start digging into um, like tax records and things like that, if you're near city hall or if you're in the LA County recorder's office, go ahead and give me like an accounting role uh, would probably be useful if you have it. Um, yeah. Accounting would be great. Let's wish me luck. Take a, take a boost. Yeah, I'll take a boost. Okay. Still fail, uh, 54. You can spend luck still, if you would like. Uh, that is a lot. Is it a, is it a boost it's to 35, fine. or is it a boost to 25? If she took a boost, well, you just to 35. To... You needed to hit yeah, a so we Oh, spend so 19. 19 points of luck. Yeah, I'll spend 19. Okay, so what I'll say then is that you are able to find two things. Uh, you are find first of all that he's you can find his basically his tax like him his information about him in the tax roll, uh, and so it definitely you notice that 1924 he stops appearing uh, in the tax rolls. Uh, so either confirming he died, you have his obit. Um, and according to these records, he bought that Highland Park property, the address that you now have, in 1908. But then you also notice that he bought farmland in 1922, north of the, the city. Again, you have an address for that. Um, his taxes, he's paying all of it on time, um, in full, etc. Um, and then one thing you notice as you're going through this is that starting about 1918 uh, and then till for about five years after that, it wasn't his name that was on his tax doc documents. Like so from, you know, for, for the first 10 years in which he was sort of paying taxes on the, these these properties, or at least on his Highland Park property, it was he was filing it. He was filing. He was filing around 1918 and up until 1923. Uh, it looks as though there was somebody else that was filing the taxes on, on his behalf. And so it looks like you, you have a name, Abraham Buchwald or Buchwald, whatever you want to. And, um, I'll say one, one last thing you get is that his, um, it looks as though his estate was auctioned off, um, shortly after his death. And you do have the name of the auction services, magnificent villa auction services. All right. Um, and I will say 
that that I mean that's this is like lengthy. Yeah, this, this is, is like, like my whole day. This is like literally the whole day of like pulling this tax roll, cross-referencing this, spending an hour realizing you had the wrong echeveria, and then kind of moving over to this one and realizing, oh, that no, that's not Highland Park, you know, that's Inglewood. So like you're kind of moving can, around. Can we say that? that that's Shiva's failure? Is that you just keep <laughs> fucking up? <laughs> here's a different echeveria. Like here's our yeah. uh, found an echeveria. I'm like, that's Roberta echeveria. That's that's not right. <laughs> Okay. But Beverly right. is so nice every time. She like, is. You're so He's so excited. kind about it. And Shiva is just almost in tears by the end of the day. So what you get so just to just to recap, you have uh addresses for his previous home in Highland Park. You have an address for the farmland that was in his name up until nineteen twenty-three. You have a name of what you presume is probably his accountant, at least for five years, who filed his taxes. And you have a name for the uh, auction services company that auctioned off his estate. And you have the name of the uh, of the cemetery where he's buried. I would say that's a, a, a that's big a chunk lot. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say you guys probably have like one more kind of task you could probably get done maybe in the light of day. Uh, before you kind of run out of time uh, for 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 business hours, um, so think about that. We have a Discord, we have a chat. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to kick it back and flirt with Long somewhere. So right in front of <laughs> Melissa too. Uh, right all right. in front of Stephen. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that's jealous here. Yeah, there's there hasn't been love in our relationship for a very long time. Melissa knows this. All right. <laughs> We cut back. We're in Long Beach. Uh, the two of you just got some information about the site, this Long Beach bank that is no longer in service, has been out of service since around 33 or so, or just shortly thereafter. Um, and they, she said that stuff was moved to a a federal factory, like, or excuse me, a federal warehouse uh, in a different neighborhood over in Signal Mountain. Um, uh, or excuse me, Signal Hill. Uh, what... Uh, what do you guys want to do? What do you want to do? I'd like to take a look inside. So I'll climb through the window. She pointed up. Yeah. And no one stops you. Like this place, it's not like there's people guarding it. It's not like there's security. Nothing like that is here. So you, uh, you climb in this window and everything that she told you, uh, and you didn't even get her name, by the way, that was very rude. Uh, but as you climb in, you you notice that everything she said is true. Like the place looks picked clean. Uh, there's scaffolding here and there uh, inside, but you can see all manner of damage left over probably from the quake in 33 unrepaired. Some of it seems to be like in the midst of repair. Um, you notice that a lot of stuff has been broken down. There's little camps here and there that people have set up like little places where they're sleeping, like these little corners have been taken, little booths here and there. Uh, and just generally speaking, it is a, uh, it, there's a, there's a smell to it. As you kind of, you step inside, you can definitely, it's, it has like a staleness to it, but also um, like there's, like there's a smell of smoke and such. And you can see a few people have like a little, like a tiny little uh, like fire going or a candle or such here or there uh, for light. Uh, so what is it you're you're looking to do inside here, Patrick? Have a search around, see if the vaults are open, if any signs to the deposit box are still lingering. Yeah. You you move around and there are some 
there are some vaults left over and like like rooms left over but every time you go into them you can see everything's been pulled off the walls some of the walls have been stripped down to the studs uh you can see people probably scavenge through them for various metals and other supplies and tools and things and as you move through with with certainty there's nothing in here this is a carcass of a bank like it's just it's just sort of a an it's it's just sort of an empty place. You can kind of see the basic contours of a bank, but like there's nothing here to really um, suggest that there's anything of value left. Um, even a lot of the tools and equipment that have been left behind have been taken away. And every now and then you get like a, a strange eye from one of the people sitting in here um, looking at you here and there. Like they see you poke into a room. They're like, you ain't going to find nothing in there, buddy. It's been picked clean. And you like go into a different room. It's like, ah, you don't want to go in there. Boyle's going to be really upset. That's where he sleeps. You don't want to go in there. And so things like that uh, kind of pop up as you start moving around. Did we have a number of the safe deposit box? Like I know we had the name of the bank and I knew we had the key. Do we have a number to the box? Uh, we'll say like there's a number on the key itself. Okay. Um, one thing that I'm not sure if it would be just trying to get the sense if this was like one of the small narrow boxes or if this was sort of a large size box, um, if there might be able to kind of, when we go to the next place, kind of get a sense of like how much may have been inside. Uh, it was not, it was not one of the over, it was not an oversized box. It was pretty standard size. Uh, so it would probably, probably hold like he's he said he had collected some so douglas Enzo being he had collected some of the things that were of relevance during their 24 investigation he put it inside uh but you don't get the sense that this is like an overly large box now place is picked clean marie uh mr price I, I do believe that uh she spoke the truth i just realizing now that i forgot to get her name that's how rude of me but i <laughs> it appears that she was she was speaking truth. Uh, some folks have uh, made this their home, and I don't think there's anything worthwhile left here. Let's go find where they take them to. Okay. Um, you get pointed in the direction of Signal Hill. It's not that far away. Uh, it's in the same, same city. It's just a different neighborhood, and you drive around for a bit. And eventually, uh, like if you, if you do the same strategy that you did before and just ask this person, this random person, that random person, like you eventually will kind of get pointed in this direction. You can see that uh, there is a fairly plain, nondescript looking warehouse surrounded by fence. You've got chain link on some sides, you got boards on the other. Um, you can see that like one, the fences sort of shares, a, you know, shares, shares uh, kind of a, a side with another, uh, another warehouse. All of it's fairly unremarkable. There's nothing about it. Low building, tin roof, handful of garage doors here and there clustered at one end that you can see there's like some cars and trucks that you would imagine kind of enter and leave to load or unload things. It's like 200 by hundred feet or so in size. Uh, you do notice, we'll say it's still daytime for you guys. Um, you still, so it's still business hours. Uh, you definitely see that the main entrance into that is, that is not fenced. There is a, a gate there. There is a, uh, a security, uh, box, a booth. Uh, so there's definitely somebody who is working there as well. Uh, and I'll say that you, if you take a few minutes to like peek around, there's other people moving about. So it's certainly active and open right now. So with that in mind, what do you two want to do? 
Yeah, is it sort of like a walk-in place? Do we drive our car to like a gate that opens? Uh, it is a federal government warehouse. Uh, it is not like a storage unit a la our Delta Green games. Uh, it is not we store you. <laughs> it, is, it is a federal. So basically, like, this is a place where a federal agency took all of the belongings that were in a federal bank and moved them to a federal warehouse. So this is all kind of above board. This isn't, like, just people storing their own personal property. This is somebody, like, claimed claim the items of a bank because they couldn't pay off their debts is essentially what it is. So we're looking for something that looks sort of like, you know, where would we go talk to somebody if that's a, um, like a front office, um, front door kind of a location. There is one very clear entrance. It is, there's a, there's a security booth there. There's definitely, that's where any sort of, if you're there for an hour, you might see one vehicle come and go. Uh, it's not like an active, like a super active place, but there's definitely people working there. Uh, but yeah, you can certainly go up to that that booth for sure. Uh, yes, good, good afternoon. Uh, hello there, ma'am. Can I help you? Uh, yes. Uh, so we are um, looking for the contents of a safe deposit box that had been at the uh, First Bank of uh, Long Beach. And we understand after the quake that those items that had been recovered were relocated here. Did we get our information correct? Well, that sounds uh, that sounds accurate. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm afraid to say, though, uh, I can't let you inside uh, unless you have a, a federal ID or if you've received permission from uh, from someone at the FDIC first to uh, ensure that the uh, you you have proper uh, you know proper identification and such. Uh, this is not a kind of a walk up and go in sort of place. So, uh, what you want to do. Uh, is you want to head over to, um, and so he starts kind of giving you this whole sort of instructions. And he's like, you want to head over to the federal building. Uh, you can find the uh, the offices for the FDIC in there. You can go inside. You can speak with some of the officials there. They'll be able to get you situated. Uh, and uh, they can confirm the legitimacy of your key uh, and then um, make arrangements. Uh, you can have them call over. And if uh, everything's only up and up, we can pull the box out for you. Or in some cases, uh, if, uh, if there's... Time sensitive. We can ship it on over to the to the federal building, uh, but until we get some uh, some proper some proper proof, go through proper procedures, uh, we can't quite uh, can't just let you in. Very sorry to say. I, I understood. I I do have to ask. It, it just oh dear, that just sounds like so much paperwork uh, ahead, and and I would hate to go through all of that just to find out that the uh, deposit box was not recoverable. Is there any way to just provide a, a number? Because if you say oh yes, well that we didn't recover anything from that, then I can, my goodness, save myself a whole afternoon of paperwork. Well, that's a little uh, unorthodox. Uh, I'm the, certainly not trying to say you should let us in. I just want to know if it was destroyed and I shouldn't even bother going over there because there's just nothing to find. Uh, okay. Uh, I understand your request. Oh, and he sees like kind of, you could tell he he's like, this is not something he's supposed to do. Marie, Go ahead and roll a charm, maybe, I suppose. You're being very polite. Or persuade. Persuade, I think, is, is also fine, too. Oh, yes. yeah. Everything you just said was entirely skills. reasonable. So nothing, I don't think anything right, you said is, like, so. fast <laughs> talk. Yeah, it seems pretty, pretty Yeah, reasonable. it wasn't. Yeah. 
it literally sounds like an afternoon of paperwork that I would prefer to avoid if it's just, uh, that is a, a hard success, 31 under 70. Uh, sure, I can, I can, um, yeah, I, I suppose I can, I can ask someone to, to, to go do it. Uh, one moment, please. Just, uh, if you want, you can put your vehicle, uh, there's places to park right there along the road. Uh, and if you just want to wait here one moment, I'll see if I can get someone to get eyes uh, on the box just to confirm it. Um, oh, that's delightful. I'm so appreciative of you taking the time. So you see him step away. And like in the distance, you can see as he's walking past one of these open garage doors, he kind of calls out and waves. And you can see one of these like warehouse workers is kind of definitely a laborer kind of hops down and they kind of go over and like they're talking and like he kind of points back to you and and like there's kind of a exchange here there and 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 then eventually like he goes um and they sort of separate the security guy comes back and he's like okay he's gonna go ahead and he's gonna take a look for you uh but uh i'm so very sorry are you uh are you uh the most folk who wanted to claim things they you know claim things years ago it's uh it's been a while here. Yeah, we had a whole problem every now and then from that uh, from that time period. Uh, uh, yes, I we. Uh, it's just a long and, and and dreadful family story that I, I don't necessarily want to bore you with all of the details. Uh, but we just uh, have a, a relative that no longer has his uh, faculties about him, and we oh, learned terrible. about this safe deposit box that he had uh, gotten last time he was uh, in California. So we were not, not even aware that it existed until very recently. I'm so very sorry to hear that you and your brother, uh, was it your, I mean, he's kind of looking over towards Patrick. Uh, cousin. Cousin, that you and your cousin, is it like a, the, one of your fathers, a grandfather, something like that? Uncle's, uncle. Uncle, uh, so. I'm so sorry. You know, it's just, that's just how it is sometimes, you know, it's age, you know, it just happens. You know, my you know, mother, and the, the, <laughs> the mind just goes sometimes. Oh, oh yes. Oh dear. You sound like such a good son. Shares way too much. And at a certain point you see the laborer guy comes up uh, and he's up one second and they kind of exchange here and there and he comes back. Well, you're you're in luck. Uh, we do, in fact, have a box. Uh, it is some does seem to be in good condition. Hasn't been opened. Uh, you're going to need to, like, as I said, and it kind of goes through the process again. Uh, I wish I could be of more assistance, uh, but I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, due to regulations, release the contents. Oh no, apps! I, I the, the fact that you would take the time to to make sure that we would know um, if his belongings were still safe and sound that just means the world. Well, uh, well, I imagine I'll be seeing you then uh, later this week, perhaps. Uh, if uh, uh, yes, as long as it takes for that uh, paperwork to get uh, processed. Well, it sort of depends who you talk to over there, and you know, they can some some folks are a little bit more expedient than others. Uh, but uh, uh, well, I will look forward to our meeting again. Willing to oh. name names if we were going to uh, stand in a certain individual's line that might uh, process this a little faster? Well, uh, everything kind of gets funneled this way or that, but uh, it's really just relative not Marv's in a good mood. Uh, Burlington, he's the he's the one who sort of oversees the accounts here. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, 
Yeah, I don't want f- friends or anything with him. It's just we've spoken before on the phone. He's called in every now and then uh, to sure, get sure. Us, uh, a box ready. Similar situation as to this. It's a good mood if he's uh, had his coffee and pastry in the morning. Well, I, I certainly, I certainly don't think Marv's uh, uh, too big for a, a very small and very modest bit of bribery like that. Of course, grease the wheels, so to speak. Uh, I think that'd be fine. Well, it's a, and uh, honestly, Mr. it really depends. Mr. He's been going through all sorts of problems lately. Like there's the the paperwork itself is just uh, you know, and then we've had some thefts here and there as well. You would you wouldn't believe people actually break, try to break in here and steal other people's belongings and things. So it's just how uh, rude. Indeed, indeed. Well, anyhow, Miss, I, uh, I hope you and your your cousin uh, have a great rest of your day. Uh, good luck to you. I hope to see you later in the week. Yes, you as well, Mister. And she'll look to see if he's got like a name tag oh, it, or. It says Bud. Uh, White. Uh, call me Bud. Yeah. Bud. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, that's uh, on our way. All right. Uh, was there anything you wanted to do, though, long before we cut back to the others? I want to take note of the vehicles parked in this lot, kind of go on the cheaper side of the employees. Give me a spot hidden. Did you turn your uh, your picture upside down, by the way? On, the, on our... If you look on our foundry landing page, did you turn yours? I didn't do anything. Out? Who's who's messing around? Who's being? I got eighty-three and failed. Let me see if I can pass this with luck. Sure, if you That's want to, Stephen. <laughs> I love that you thought that was Patrick's picture because I'm happy for him to take the fall for it. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's see, twenty-three, thirty-three. Uh, it would be 38. 38, yeah. Okay. To pass it. Okay. So you're going to notice then that there are currently there. Um, there's two larger vehicles, like like wagon, van types, uh, sort of trucks, etc. Um, and what looks like probably two smaller vehicles, like regular cars, sedans, which you've seen there we'll say you've been there maybe an hour and they've never left uh maybe a truck came up and like that's the only time you've ever seen a car kind of go through or not um one thing catches your eye though um at a certain point um as you're as you're watching maybe as you're kind of slow driving around you do notice that there is a large kind of large truck backed up to a far gate um, and you can see there's these two guys, uh, in, they definitely don't look like they're dressed like laborers. Like the guy that you saw who was talking to the security man who Marie was speaking with, he kind of had on like coveralls was sweaty, etc. These two guys, as you notice, they're a little nicer, nicer dressed. And you can see that they're loading some stuff up here and there, uh, into the back, small boxes and things like that. And one of these like warehouse workers comes up. Tries to get into a conversation with them, and they kind of have this sort of you know this sort of surreptitious exchange, uh, and kind of a handshake here or there. Uh, it just looks, it just kind of catches you as sort of an awkward thing. Like it doesn't really make sense to you. And eventually, the warehouse worker guy wanders away, and they go back to whatever it is they were doing. 
Hmm. Because this paperwork stuff sounds all straight and stuff, but I kind of want to get in there earlier. All right. You. Hmm. My thought is like somehow dressing up as one of the workers and getting driven inside. Well, I I do suppose uh, we could have uh, Pastor Wood take care of that because uh, Bud has not seen his face. Um, but I would think might remember our faces. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of traffic that comes this way. But uh, if Pastor Wood is willing to do some uh, illegal activities, uh, that might be a way to get this done. <laughs> yeah, if the devout pastor slash ex-Texas ranger is willing to break the law a bunch. <laughs> Federal, no less. Federal law, yeah. Let's uh, let's cut back then uh, as we'll come back to Pastor Wood and Shima and Beverly as you guys have spent a great deal of time sort of downtown L.A. moving back and forth between public records, tax records, uh, public library stuff, all sorts of very like, like technical lo- you know stuff here and there. You have like an hour or two left of daylight before the end of like business hours, so to speak for the day, you just collected like a bunch of interesting things, little bits of information here and there. So what is it that you guys would want to do? Astor Wood has just spent the last 20 to 30 minutes talking about how important it is for society to function, that you don't break a single law, even jaywalking. You have to cross (laughs) between the lines. You wait for the light. Um, I think we all would kind of narrow in on that property that the farmland that he's purchased up north. Um, and we would want to look into that further. Like who's currently owning this or was this, um, like donated to like a different like company? What's, what's happened with this land? Uh, okay. I mean, we can roll over maybe your previous, um, your previous role in terms of like digging into libraries or under your accounting role. Cause you did do an accounting check. Um, it does look as though a development company owns it now. So it's just sort of like a, like a corporation doesn't seem like private ownership. Um, from what you can probably glean is that, and especially since when you landed and drove through lots of development is happening like this, like LA is booming. Uh, and so more than likely, that land is probably part of a sort of a development or an expansion. So um, it looks to be residential. Uh, that's probably the, the, so it looks to be like part of a residential development. Uh, did my, um, get, can I do something now? Of course. Uh, or is my every role? Like yeah, what, you, can do you have failed you the day. You I can't do anything today. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking I have pretty no. much failed. No, 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 no. I, or you can, of course, do more. What would you like to I, do? I specifically, uh, uh, for for one reason or another, I'm just fucking things up today. So I'm going to look for something real simple, which is uh, news stories in past papers about the UCLA wrestling team and see if there's any names I recognize from any con- competitions or anything that Sham Okay. Interesting. Um what the hell? Uh library use we Are could just made? do for looking stuff up, <laughs> but we could I don't think it's difficult for you to find any info 
probably about like yeah. Why don't we do like a? You do a the, just do a straight up luck test. Is, just do a to, test. is that we need to go to UCLA at some point? So I, I guess sure. it's just like making it a smidge easier if they know someone. Uh, you can make it a luck test, or you could say, um, yeah. I mean, we could we could. I mean, you could do a library use if you wanted, uh, or you could just make it a luck test, whichever you would like better of those two. Uh, they're both basically the same at this point. So I'll, I'll do a lot of reuse because I can use audience size on that. <laughs> uh, if that's okay. Yeah, um, go for it, please. Sure. Oh, come on, man. Oh, there you go. Oh, hell yes. Yay. 15 hard um, success. Okay. Under 54. All right. You recognize, uh, of course you recognize the name that pops up. Uh, you recognize the name of the coach. Hell coach, yes. Coach Ed Exley. Uh, he is, uh, he is a, a well-known, uh, he's a, he's a well-known in the, in the like sort of collegiate athletics, uh, which is still obviously a kind of a growing thing at this era. Uh, but apparently he, he, he does hail from the Northeast uh, and maybe there's stories that you've heard uh, from being from Arkham uh, about him during his uh, his wrestling days. Uh, apparently, he uh, he spent some time uh, in sort of like a professional wrestling circuit, uh, not unlike Pastor Wood. Like he traveled around the country, like literally performing shows uh, here and there. Uh, but he eventually kind of settled down, went legit, got a more serious gig as like. These various uh, these various colleges started actually having wrestling teams. So yeah, Coach Ed Axley, you would know him. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, she, Maybe you went Shama to a show. A little, yeah, Shama, Shama is a little starstruck because she's pretty pretty sure she's seen a better show and will excitedly show that to Doctor Key and be like, although he's kind of cute, but he's old. He's like your age, but but he's like kind of cute. <laughs> Uh, roll a luck test, Shima. You said he's cute? Yeah, yeah, but like your age cute. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Double like down. Uh, Alice only, only like 40? She's only 35. No, I know. She's 35. <laughs> oh god. Shima's not trying to be insulting. <laughs> Yeah, like, but my oh, tray is dear God. You hook up with Ed Axley is the one she is very clumsily trying to make. Shayma's <laughs> twenty seven. She's just very afraid of what the thirties have in order. Oh, God. Everybody occasionally oh, has a sixty nine uh, failure, oh, no. but nice. a sixty nine. <laughs> Okay, um, I like. I, I think it's funny with six, it's only a luck test, and this was this is really just a mild thing. So because you're only sixty nine, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say we'll call that a pass for this for this case. This is not. I'm not <laughs> well, establishing precedent. Possible urine. This is just a fun thing. Uh, at he did a show. I lost. Uh, at a near near Miskatonic, not on the university, but he did a show somewhere in Arkham kind of a small show uh there's all sorts of different um different wrestlers there uh of of, of great uh, great variety and at some point maybe you got an autograph for him and like they were doing autographs when his uh 
uh, when like, you know, after the show or before the show or something like that. And so you, you, you've literally looked him face to face. So it's possible he could remember you. <gasps> Amazing. I mean, because you're, you're kind of memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Got energy when they talk to you. I was very excitedly, like th- th- having almost forgotten the reason that they're going to UCLA now is all about shipping Doctor Key and Edix. Like, like that—that that is the goal now. <laughs> I can't wait till when we go meet at Exley, and I tell Beverly that he's actually sixty-three years old, and then she has to like, wait—is this how Shima sees me? <laughs> she's gonna have her quarter life crisis yeah uh all right so uh pastor wood was there something that you wanted to do in the uh the dying i believe i'm all tapped out with the public records okay uh marie and patrick did you or were you gonna drive back and meet uh it is the 1930s uh, you have the ability to leave a message for Pastor Wood at the hotel, but he wouldn't be able to pick it up. You guys don't have cell phones. You can't text each other, that kind of stuff. So uh, you have no immediate way of contacting him when he is a few hours. Like he's probably with traffic a couple hours away. Then I'll see if I can get the attention of one of these workers that I saw. See if I can bribe them somehow. Uh, okay. Um so you're, so we'll say you're, at this point, you're probably outside the car, probably at one of these fences, right? And you just kind of call out. Yeah. Just sort like of whistled him. Okay. Uh, guy comes over uh, and it's end of the day. So same, so roughly the same time. So it's like dying embers of the day. And you can see he's coming over. He's, he's got his coveralls on. He's covered in dust and sweat. And you can see he's, he's worked hard today. And uh, he's like, hey, can I help you? What, what is it? I've got some extra cash for you if you can help me out. Uh, I don't think so, pal. Uh, no, 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 I can't, can't do that. Can't do that. No, 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 no. You got, you gotta, you can go ahead and you can speak with Bud over at the, over at the booth. If there's any, he, he can take, take care of you. All right, not done work that way. Okay. Uh, any chance your shift is about to be over uh, anytime soon? Is there somewhere off site? Yes, ma'am. And he, he pulls out. He's like, yeah. A chat, ma'am. I've got a pregnant wife at home. I have to pick up stuff. Uh, and we got to go, you know, I got to go shopping and I got to get home. Oh, you she needs milk. Got a baby, baby coming. You know, that's expensive. Uh, it is. It's very expensive. You have kids? No. But well, that's something I can fund your kids. <laughs> As, uh, I'm gonna pretend that you're not trying to bribe uh, a federal employee. Uh, I think there's like a some kind of law against that or something. I think. Uh, let's just you go that way. I go this way. We forget this conversation ever happened. One more chance. Just a small box. Something from the warehouse. What is? Your credit rating, Lomp. Uh, it's a 40. I don't okay. know if that's good or not. <laughs> it's better Spending than level 30. level $10. Hmm. Give me, give me a credit rating roll. 
You need to you need to succeed on this first. Okay. Uh, and then we'll we'll talk about you just what's got some boosts. To yeah, so I'll, I'll spend a little can... boost, make it to fifty. Fifty fifty. As the nine, okay, if I spend nine luck. Okay. It'll pass. Um okay. So how do you do you have your cash on hand or anything like that? Do you did you yeah, do got some cash on hand? Got okay, eighty okay. bucks. He's okay. got it in his shoe. <laughs> With a success, if you clear out your cash on hand, uh, which means you're not going to be cash uh, for a little while, and you're going to have to basically live off Beverly, and Marie's going to have to pay for gas. Um, he'll be like, ah, all right. Okay, come back in an hour. Uh, it's not going to help, you know. You need to get the other key. Who has it? We have the other key. No, there's two keys. You get you get the master key. I guess I can... Now you want me to break into the office, too? Oh, oh my God. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, come back. Yeah, come back in an hour. Let's talk. Don't let Bud see you. <laughs> That boy is a boy scout. Freaking boy scout. All right, come back. And he's kind of looking at his, he's got like a, like a grimy old pocket watch. He's pulled out and see that the crystal's cracked and everything. Come back in an hour. Meet me over there. Okay. Don't let him see you. Don't let him see the car. Nothing like that. All right. Right. Sounds good. What's a nice place to eat around here? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, pal? We'll be back you in got, that one. You got more money to spend on food? Add it to the pile. Let's go. <laughs> Get a box <laughs> for you. I'm breaking into an office. You 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 left some in your pocket. Put it back on the I, pile right now. I, I take my shoe off. Okay. So we'll say an hour passes. <clears throat> you come back and you notice that it's dark at this point. We'll say the sun has gone down, etc. You, I would like to you, however, to do a stealth test um, to try to approach from an angle or position or to keep yourself hidden uh, from from Bud. Uh, so this is going to be yeah. Give me a stealth test. Um, who's got? Are you both actually? Are you both going? Before we roll this, are we both going? Uh, Mr. Price, do you think it would be? wise for both of us to go or do you think you might want to do this yourself i'll just call myself here i think too much attention if we both go okay that's the case then patrick give me the roll give me a stealth roll as you try to sneak up without being seen by boy scout bud white boy scout bud i like that his name's boy scout bud (laughs) i have one luck so this is all just a straight stealth here you only have one luck left yeah, I spent oh, it all already. Wow. Then why are you... <laughs> not <laughs> my my stealth is amazing, I think. Your stealth is or, not amazing. Is this is 60. That's not amazing. Oh, that's, that's so good. Have a better We've got than... boosts. We've got boosts. Boost, Get it to 70. There you go. All right, I'll do Roll one. well. So 60 is pretty good when you got 30 Remember when Long used to have like 100 luck at some point? He like was Yeah, spread. he's using yeah, the meta one. currencies. I know, it's so unlike Long to use meta currency. It's so weird. 
Uh, I'm blind. I cannot find it for some reason. Uh, scroll to the right. You got to scroll right. There's a there's a horizontal scroll. Or resize your window. Skills. Yeah, or that. Oh. All the skills are in generally alphabetical gotcha. order. Yeah, I had to resize to find mine. 65 passes under 70. Because you yep. spent it. Okay. Just spent the best. Yeah. So At close. one point, oh my God. it was extremely close as you are moving around the fence and you like, and you just happen to bump into just a rock goes tumbling and then a cat goes and he just starts jumping right up on top of the, the fence and making all sorts of noise. And you can see Bud starting to do like a little bit of a patrol and he's got like a lantern out and he's kind of looking. Hey, uh, anyone there? And then the cat like jumps in from, oh, hello. Hey, how are you doing? You oh, come here, come here, you. And he kind of bends down, kind of picks it. The cat just jumps right into his arms. Oh, you all by yourself tonight? Me too. Come on, come on. You come hang out with me tonight. And he turns around and he goes back to his, uh, to his post. A short while later, um, you see your warehouse friend. Uh, he comes looking around he like a, a, one of the garages one of the garage doors opens up just a little bit and he kind of climbs out underneath and he's being very careful and he's got this this tarp like this blanket kind of wrapped around and he comes over to the edge and he's just like all right catch and he kind of goes to throw it over top um and when it lands you see like there is a like the master key. So I'm not sure if you know how security deposits work. Like there's two keys. There's yeah, the there's key two, that yeah. the, the bank. Yeah. And so you can see the key. And so he's like, I want you to unlock it now. And I got to throw it back. I got to put that key back. Okay. I'll unlock it and see what's in. So you unlock it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And then get, the, get out of here. Get out of here. And he grabs. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it back. Over. I don't know who the hell you are. Get the hell out of here, buddy. And he starts running. Um, We'll say you bring it back at this point to the... um. To the car, where we've got uh, we've got Marie as well. So we'll say the two of you go to open this up. Is that right? Is that fair? Am I yeah. presuming too much? Yeah. Okay. So the two of you, um, yeah, you 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 go to open up the the box itself, which is now unlocked. So there's like no no real no real issues there. Um, as you open it up, you notice. <laughs> Well, you notice that there is a envelope, a uh, fairly thick, big envelope, and there is a thick book as well. When you dump out the envelope, you notice that there are about a dozen fading photographs. And as they kind of fall down onto your laps, and both of you are looking at them, you may be using the light from like a storefront nearby. You immediately notice that they are perverse uh, and extremely disturbing. Um, and they are taken from what you would imagine uh, are relatively like concealed angles. You like see like these blurry like leaves or a curtain or something like that in the foreground as if somebody was like hiding while taking them. And each photo seems to capture between about three and a dozen people engaged in depraved sex acts in a variety of uh, of very sort of extravagant 
interior and exterior locations. These, and I, and I got to stress, these are not like titillating. These are not in any way stretch that, but they are even to the most hardened folk, very awkward, unsettling, strange positions, costumes, facial expressions, everything about it. It just, each of you uh, probably feels a bit of um, kind of a, a start. So both of you roll a sand test as you're both looking. Yeah, I feel like Marie will look at one and then like put it down and then hope the next one is going to be a little better and then it's not and then puts that one down again. Yeah. Bailed the 90. Oh boy. Bailed with the 61. Both of you take a point of sand loss. Uh, as it, I mean, you didn't, you didn't really know, like you knew about lavish parties, but this was not what you were prepared for. Um, you can tell that about half the photos are, are what to be taken indoors with very kind of opulent residences, like very tasteful decorations, like a lot of very costly looking furnishings, like very rich, like upper crust kind of folk. Uh, a few were taken outside, you would presume, uh, kind of in these, these private gardens, uh, to stand out as being in non-opulent locations, more like kind of a working class apartment or like a servant's room or something like that. Um, but every single one of them has at minimum three and at maximum 12 different people performing all sorts of just depraved and debauched acts. Um, the There's only one face when you're able to see faces that you recognize and that is in two of the photos to the to the interior photos you see the face of edgar joe um and he is participating with we would call it enthusiasm uh, in the various acts that you see um he appears a lot younger than you saw him when he was in Drury grove not like abnormally so it's been 12 years uh but you can definitely tell that time in the uh you know in 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 the sanitariums and moving across the country with all the stress and guilt and stuff eating away at him. Uh, his, his full head of hair at this point, um, whereas he was quite balding before. Um, and you can see like this deranged glee at times in his face. Um, now there's a, a couple things you guys could do here. Um, so you can, if you want to sort of examine them, obviously you could just take them back with you and bring them back to the group. You can look at them now and do some rolls. It's up to you. If you wanted to look at them right this moment or say, meet back up with the group later and work together on examining them. It's up to you guys. You tell me, you too. I'll drive back. I wouldn't be used just looking at these myself. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, yes, I, I, I must say a, a, a break from looking at those images uh, would be quite uh, preferred. Okay. Um, so then the other three, um, by the time you guys were done with your last bits of research, the last little bits about the UCLA wrestling coach, finding the current ownership group of the, uh, of the farmland, um, would you three venture back to the hotel, meet up, get dinner or something, or were there like other things that you would probably look to do before such a reunion? I believe it would be good to regroup and share our findings. All right. Yeah. We'll say then, for sake of ease, 
that you all meet back up in the largest room, which would probably be the suite of Marie and Beverly and Shima. And when the photos are presented to you all, to the three of you, and again, even you, if you, even if you define your, I want to, I, I want to show, even if you define your character as like a hard and nothing bothers, like this is distasteful. Like it's distasteful. It's like nothing about it seems like sexy or sensual in any particular way. It, it seems, it, it almost seems like rabid and, and there's something about it. Just, it just seems like this strange kind of devouring of like sexual energy. Uh, and I need the three of you now to roll sanity tests as you observe these photos. Uh, 12 for me, so that is an extreme success. Excellent, 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 excellent. I made three, same. Okay. Yeah, 19. Three of you. Maybe Marie and Patrick prepare you for what you're Definitely, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that you kind of steal yourself. If you're a drinker, maybe you grab a uh, a nice shot of brown liquor somewhere from the, from the hotel. Beverly smoking. Yeah. And so when when you see them, they're not as much of a shock as they were for Marie and Patrick. So you guys kind of steal yourself. And they point out, and the, and the three of you notice Edgar Job right away as well. He's in two photos. You can see him there. Uh, and so this is what you see as you have all 12 of these photos kind of splayed out on maybe a table or maybe even on the floor of one of your hotel rooms. Um, Are there any annotations on the pictures? None. You, you don't see any. There's no writing anywhere on, behind, anything like that. Uh, the people are all well coiffed like they're all wearing like elaborate jewelry but there's not a lot of clothing to really kind of give evidence of social status or anything like that but um as you're reviewing it you you guys can make some rolls here if you want to dig into it some more or if you have questions yeah. you want to ask don't hesitate um is anyone none of you have architecture right it's an art uh -huh. it's a sub it's a sub of art like there's art painting, art singing, art architecture. No. Okay. No, um, I do not. don't think so. Okay. If anyone has, um, if anybody has an art that is physical. So I know, I know Marie, you have singing, but if anybody has like yeah, art painting yeah. or art sculpting or something like that, you can roll an art test. Um, otherwise you can roll an intelligence test, but I would, I would want a hard success. Uh, if you rolled intelligence when you're observing these things as you're trying to get a kind of sense of a pattern of the location. I'll go for intelligence, but I am not the artistic Same. sort. Okay. Uh, just a, and I, I don't have a ton in it, so it'd, it'd be a stretch, but what about like a praise just to like, would that help oh, at all with, I the, think that would be great. Actually a praise would be, would be really nice. Yeah. You can, you can roll that instead. I, I totally have a good praise too. Both of you. Okay. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. I have like a 25, so it wasn't good enough. You're all welcome to roll whatever you want to roll. There's no reason we can't. We can be. I uh, got a nine on my. I'm a beautiful nine beautiful. under sixty. I That's failed what you were holding out your luck for. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Uh, I really okay. need to redeem myself, Doctor Key. <laughs> I'll get everyone coffee. I don't. I don't feel comfortable looking at these pictures. Oh, Patrick, 98. Whew, that's not good. Uh, Beverly. Okay, so Beverly and Shima both succeeded. Uh, Shima, you got an extreme success. Beverly, you got a regular success. And Sissy, Sissy May, you also failed. So the appraise checks failed, but the intelligence tests passed. Okay, so what I would say between Shima and Beverly, you are able to, looking at kind of the patterns of 
of what you're seeing in the photos. And, and it's not so much the, the, the people, but the sort of the environments. Mm-hmm. You would pr- you would probably conclude that all of the photos, with the exception of the two of two of them, you you're pretty sure they they're probably from a single location. Uh, so you you're seeing enough consistency in design of archi- you know of the architecture itself, of the furnishings and the kind of the way in which there's some sort of homogeneity to the way in which the the grounds are are sort of displayed. And then in some of the outdoor photos, when you're seeing like the different hedges and, and various uh, plants and stuff that are uh, that are kind of blossoming, you can probably conclude single single place, probably a mansion. It's probably something like a very expensive, large, uh, uh, luxurious estate and, and its grounds. Now, the the other two that kind of don't really fit that pattern, they look like you know, we'll call them working class photos because like they look to be taken in the same place or should they look to be taken like in a different place? Cause they're like, um, they definitely look like more of a cert, like, like a, like a servant's quarters or just regular apartments. But that's where I'll say Shima, like this was maybe where your extreme success will kick in. It's not uncommon. Uh, and in fact, it, it is actually quite common for the, the States that we see here to have things like carriage houses and servant's quarters. And so it would you would probably take an intuitive leap that all of these photos are probably from the same location and those last two are just likely from a servant house or a carriage house but probably on the same grounds it it, it, it sort of stems to reason um so that's probably what you'd be able to conclude from the location considering the weather and considering some of the vegetation that you see outside this is definitely like you're in the right place this is los angeles like you can tell just from the beautiful weather you can see some palms and things like that that kind of you're, you're in the right city. Um, now the other thing you guys could potentially do. Uh, so let me ask you all, I know that Marie, you're a singer. Um, is anybody here? Cause you have to be like professional at this. What if we say anyone here is, um, particularly tuned in to pop popular culture in any way. And if so, what, sort of subgenre of pop culture would you say is your forte? I would say I'm very familiar with all the newest hymns uh, that come out. Sure. Okay. Okay. Shama is definitely on board with collegiate athletics. Athletics. Okay. All right. Beverly or Patrick. Um, I think Beverly would see movies for fun. Okay. What about Patrick? I was going to say movies as well. All right. Well, Beverly and Patrick, then uh, go ahead and give me an intelligence test uh, at heart. Uh, That's going to be that's going to be the requirement. Um, Marie, you can actually roll your singing if you want as well. Yeah, just do that. 96. Uh, a bunch I, of nines. Is, is that a crit fail? <laughs> That's a crit fail. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. That's Patrick. <laughs> All the little pictures of skulls. Oh, God. <laughs> Patrick, you... Uh, this is what I'm going to say is going to happen. Forgive me. Yeah, as long as this is okay with you, Long. You see a woman in one of the photos that gets you very distracted. Uh, you see her in three photos. And and when the, the one of these larger group... Um, photos with like seven or eight people and again the photo is grainy to some degree and it's from a very single but she looks like anna 
Like, you know, it's not her. Like, like, you know, deep down, it's not her, but like, it's just, it just sort of distracts you as like, you kind of come back every now and then to this and like, and like this obsessive few moments or maybe the rest of the night. It's just like, you just, you keep getting this flash in your head again, you know, it's not her. Like she's never been out to LA like that's not, but it's just, it's there. And that distracts you from your more prudent and careful study of the photos. We'll say. Beverly, you got a 66 regular, yeah, uh, regular. Sissy May 29. I'll say between the two of you. You you notice someone um, actually as you're as you're flipping through. Uh, you notice a familiar face, strangely enough. And they, like you do a double take like Beverly, maybe you see it and you're like, no, nah, that can't be right. And then you maybe you mention the name and then like Marie you know the name as well, and then you kind of go look. You you swear you recognize at one point, Beverly, um, an actor by the name of Richard Spend. And you've seen him, we'll say, in some films. Um, you remember, uh, let's see, you've probably seen him, you said you, you watch a lot of films, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so you've probably seen him in like, you know, one or two, um, one or two films, uh, from 10, 15 years ago or so. Uh, let me see if I have any titles for you. Um, one second. Uh, you remember him from a movie called the, the man in the forest, uh, because he was opposite Clark Gable. Now Gable was the, the headliner. And Richard Spen was sort of a B-level actor, um, and he was kind of on the up, you know, kind of deal. Uh, and you also maybe remember him a little bit as being, uh, sort of being known for some sort of monster movie type deals, things like that. Uh, so he was in like a, a movie called Black as Night. And I said, when you bring that up with Marie, Marie, you said you did some some background music out here, right? Like you did some background singing and such. Yes. Okay. Maybe at some point you, uh, you worked on like music for like a silent film, uh, or maybe you sang at like an event, like a film premiere or something in the last few years, et cetera. And maybe you yeah, have yeah. the, you know, something like that. But the two of you, when you kind of put your heads together, you recognize it. Now the other, the strange thing is though, is that you could have sworn like he's he died actually he's been dead he hasn't made a movie in 12 years he died way back in 24 and and marie maybe you remember there was um sort of tabloid talk that it was there was something up oh, foul play involved and the year maybe at the time you didn't think of it but now that you're mentioning it now that you're seeing his face and this strange act, now that you know everything that happened with, uh, with like in 1924, you're pretty sure it was 1924. Like you'd have to double check. You'd have to check some newspapers, some tabloids and such to be sure, but you're pretty sure that's right. But you see him right there, clear as day. That, that, could that be? I, hmm. And I'd li like to imagine that um, Marie has been like 
she has almost like a magnifying glass that she's using as they're kind of trying to look sort of around everything and just kind of see everything that they can. And she just keeps like poking Dr. Key in the arm and just like kind of poking and pointing and um, kind of handing her the the magnifying glass that, that, that surely is the face from the pictures. Yes. Yes. Uh, Chima, uh, did you read the rest of the communion rites of the Victorian death cults? Does does that have any tie? Because I could have sworn he died in in twenty four. Uh, Jeff, can I make a roll to see if? Uh, I'll say that you that that one you're talking about the book that you got from Douglas Henslow's. Um, yeah, from Hickory. we can yeah. retroactively say you flipped through it while on the plane a bit. Um, I would say that your reading of it suggests that it was a, like, as we mentioned before, it was like a weaker version of a better text. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what Ashley's question is going to be. So I don't know how it actually answers. My question is, can we identify that this is a ritual that we're seeing pictures of like a sexual ritual? Um, um and if there's something that she came across in the book pertaining to that ritual i can tell you Actually, with certainty to, to sort of extend past that that book or anything else um that she may have seen uh in the occultic part of mesdronic university um i can tell you that the book the the victorian book there there was nothing about like this sort of depraved sexual acts within it. That was not in that book um, that you're sure of. Um, However. Hmm. Um, Okay. I'll, I'll give you this though, Shima. You would know that there like some of you know some of the behavior they're doing it, it it's it's clearly from your examination not just there for them to have sex and get off like there's something more there is something more ritualistic sure like that for sure you can you can definitely tell the the goal of that is is unclear um but you would also know that you know occult communities are relatively tight uh in that like you guys were able to identify Edgar Job, you're identi- you're able to identify uh, Richard Spend. There's other folks that are in some some of these. Like there's one guy uh, who's like in all of them. Uh, this sort of like uh, 30, 40 something year old like um, Latin American man, but you don't know any other faces specifically. But you would know, Shima, that it, since since some of these communities are fairly close, it's possible if you showed some of this around, they might be able to identify a person or two in this. Um, but that's probably that's probably the the extent that you could derive from that. That's uh, uh, really interesting. I'm definitely uh, sharing that opinion. On, uh, I recognize this is not the kind of thing we, people spread around but if we are ever in a position where we can reasonably share with somebody who maybe was involved or has an academic interest in 
this kind of anthropology like you, Dr. Yim, I would suggest that we take the risk of showing it to them. Yeah, I do think first uh, we see if we can get any pictures of Echevera, because uh, this could be him, and this yes, could be his estate. That, that's what I was, I was uh, thinking as well, because he's in all of them. Yes. Um, and, and see if uh, we can confirm without showing anyone else these rather uh, disturbing photos. When we came across his, uh, uh, this is a question for Jeff, sorry. Uh, when we came across the uh, death records, was there a picture? Uh, no, no, it didn't. It, there wasn't any published photo that you could find anywhere in your um, in your exploration. Okay, thank you. We would definitely want to be careful about who we show these to. We must have made a very good connection with them. This is quite quite distressing to see. It's quite interesting as well that you have an an up and coming actor that would be found in the same place as a college student who just got invited to a yes. party. That's quite a cross section of Los Angeles to be all in the well, same place. If you recall, Job did say that he was promised power. Who's to say that he wasn't promised fame? Ah, cults. The and then Beverly just kind of like devolves into like a little bit of a lecture of like cults <laughs> and how they drag people in and how and she, and she does like this little impromptu quiz on you to see and she's actually you yourself would be a very fine candidate to be targeted by cults. So unfortunately, uh, if you're You'll have to keep in contact with me so that I can make sure that you don't fall susceptible to this sort of community. I'm not entirely sure if I'm supposed to take that as a compliment or not, but I will assume flattery until proven otherwise. Um, you are quite knowledgeable on uh, all of all of all of these topics. I'm so very glad that you are part of our investigation. I uh, had forgotten that tidbit of information. Your knowledge is quite appreciated. Yes. Dr. And, yeah, I think uh, Sissy May would be excellent at starting a cult. And, and then uh, she gets red, not quite knowing where to go with that thought. And then turns oh, away. Oh, dear. Well, uh, well the topic of the no, day just, is cults just, of, just like just this. So people would like for... you and would follow you. I, I, well, she would need someone some to be a good admin. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, there was a book as well. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to get to that. So as you guys maybe take a break from looking at the photos. Order uh, some room service if that's a thing. Someone delivers it. The photos are splayed out in the ground. Like, oh, what is that? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. no. Goes, oh, what's going on? You all got arrested. And that's the end of the game. Um, no. <laughs> you, you pull it out. And I will say... When you look at it, when you open it up, it appears to be handwritten letter, ledgers, okay, uh, that when you look at them, Beverly, uh, they certainly look like, they, like they're active, like working books. They're not copies, right? Um, but with your background in cryptography, I believe you have that as a science. Yes. You definitely can tell that th th everything written in these ledgers is not on the up and up everything's encoded you can clearly see things are not exactly what what it's supposed to mean the book doesn't seem to mention specific names of people um 
but like it's just some sort of some weird code. Now, the one thing I'll say is if you want to study this, you absolutely can. Um, I would want two things from this. Uh, there's gonna be two roles necessary and you're going to get the information no matter what, but it's really just about how long it takes. So okay. that's what I'm going to say with this role. So like you're going to get the info. It's just a question of whatever. If you crit fail, obviously it's possible I could give you some false information. But the two roles, and you don't have to do them both. One is going to be cryptography to try to decode it and make sense of it. And it's going to take you at least a few hours, if not a day or two, to actually fully decode this. And then accounting. As these are ledgers, and they it does seem to be an accounting ledger. And so you're trying to sort of, so being able to analyze that. So, um, but it will take some time. Um so it'd be something that you can, you can, you can roll it now, but depending on how well you do is going to determine how long it'll take. Um, okay. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to take a dice for cryptography. Okay. 29, just for regular. So it's a success. Uh, now anybody else can do, the accounting, so you don't have to be the one to do accounting. So if anybody wanted else to sort of chip in on Who's this, who's got good accounting? Mine's twenty five. I've got ten. Oh boy! How do I have better accounting than you? And I'm somehow poorer than you. <laughs> I have twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll it and just because you're spending all that money on Kool Aid for your cult. Yeah, it's an eighty six over twenty five. Okay, so. Uh, likely what I'll tell you is, so then I'll tell you, this is, this is probably something that's going to take the better part of, uh, for you, Beverly, probably, a, uh, at least half a day or so to kind of okay. work up a proper cipher, um, and to kind of figure out what these various columns are saying and the numbers themselves. Uh, and then Marie trying to decode that. So this is probably something you're not going to get like extreme knowledge about. But one thing I will give you right now, otherwise this information will be something you guys can do like maybe at night or you do like in the middle of the day in between your, your, your moving around. But I'll give you one thing right now. As you're flipping through it, you get all the way to the back, Beverly, you realize that there is um, a loose piece of paper that, uh, that seems to be tucked into the book's back cover. Uh, and it has writing on it that you actually recognize. I would say any one of you would recognize it. it is the writing of Douglas Henslow. You've seen enough of his handwriting now at this point to be able to identify it without a problem. Um, it is a buck slip, which is basically like a printed ad is what it is. And I will share it with you. Uh, it is basically looks like an advertisement uh, for like Los Angeles, like hotel business, um, but handwritten uh, underneath like this printed, where should we stay? And then it just says Los Angeles. So it's just a, it's just sort of like this advert inviting people to Los Angeles, but written Echeverria equals black. Buchwald equals town car is what's written there. Is Buchwald the same name as the Abraham guy? So, Pastor, as she says it out loud, you ask that very question. The account, like the the name on the tax records uh, for for Echeverria, was an Abraham Buchwald. Yes. Yep. Ooh. So we're now going to have to read through this and look for black and town car. 
That, that does seem to be their code name key. Interesting. And you would imagine, Beverly, as you quickly start to mess around and try to figure out a cipher, that will pro- that might pop up, but like immediately you don't see it. Like he doesn't. He yeah. like, it doesn't look like Douglas provided a cipher. It doesn't look like Douglas provided a translation. He might not have actually been able to do it, as far as you know. Uh, yeah, but it she will still take has some time. to figure out the cipher. Yep. But once we have that, we'll know that those are the names that refer to who. Yep. So I, I, I it, it's the type of info that you'll get in like a day or so. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Any any other questions or things that you guys wanted to do with these photos or with the book itself or anything like that? Not for me. I'm going to look out the window, I, watch the sunset. Okay. I do believe we should burn those photos when we're done with this investigation. I do not believe that I disagree with you once we know that we've gotten every last bit of information that we possibly can to the wood fire with them. Yeah. We'll like lock After them up. After we take copies and create some kind of academic report about them, certainly. A written academic record, perhaps. Perhaps. Um. And can we say that at some point during the day we were able to obtain that lockbox that uh, Dr. Key recommended that we put things inside? Sure. Yeah, you can do that. So there's uh, sort a of lock a lockbox s- would be big enough for someone to pick up and carry with them, though, just so you know. Okay. So, yeah, right. just with a bit of ceremony, it's sort of like putting them inside something, putting them in the lockbox, closing the door, just sort of that, like psychologically, they're like out of sight and locked for the night. Okay. Did anybody have any other business that they wanted to attend to tonight? I'll presume, obviously, that you all share what you've uncovered with each other. Like, unless you tell me otherwise, we'll assume full communication of case relevant details. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we'll say then after dinner, after studying these books for a little while, Beverly and Marie, after looking at these photos, discussing plans for tomorrow, you all eventually uh, return to your to your rooms uh, or in this case, Marie and Beverly and Chami, you're in your room. But Patrick and, and Pastor, uh, you move off and you, you head back down to your rooms in the non beachside section uh, of the hotel. And as you all fall asleep, um, when you and when you get back to your rooms, you notice like no one's gone through them. There's no one there, kind of poking around or anything like that. Um, as you all kind of go to sleep and rest up and kind of make your to do list for tomorrow, um, we see Shima maybe like as you're falling asleep. We see the light still kind of on in that shared sweet space where Marie and Beverly are still doing like this accounting cryptography kind of thing, and all of you fade eventually to sleep. When you wake, Shima, you you kind of it's 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 one of those moments where like you kind of wake in a and you're not you're not quite sure like when you woke up, but you find yourself trudging uh, through something very thick. There's a kind of darkness around you, and 
moving, you're shifting, you look down, you realize you're wading almost waist deep in this dark, sort of nasty, swampy bog water. You can see that there's like, like that kind of green sort of uh, like covering to the water itself and wherever it breaks free is pure black. And every time you you move, you just see a little rivulet and a current and go off in these different directions and spread. You turn around and you can see that behind you um, with your uh, like kind of just right behind you, you see Patrick. He's right there. And the two of you are are kind of pushing through. He's not really saying anything. You can tell his he's got this sort of angry, sort of distant like looking face. And and as you stop for a moment to look at him, maybe you you speak out. Like, what's the matter? He just pushes past you, and you just see him just start, doesn't physically hurt you, but just speeds past you. And as you watch him take a few steps forward, you see suddenly this opening of the water as all of it just seems to flood downward almost like a like a instant whirlpool and the ground itself seems to open up sucking down all of that swampy bog water and you watch as patrick falls into it and the water is rushing into the hole and you can see that the hole becomes becomes visible and he's kind of clinging and you see all around it it's lined with these yellow human teeth molars cuspid everything they're all there rotting and twisted and discolored dozens and dozens and dozens of teeth and as you see patrick sliding down he's he's just sort of coating over over the these these teeth and then finally it snaps shut the hole like a mouth and it gets patrick like right through the center of his body and you just watch as patrick screams you hear it and like your feet you try to move towards them but they're just like stuck in the mud water a spurt of blood erupts out of patrick's mouth and flies down you can see the red just cascade over the now much lower bog water that kind of green uh covering and you watch as these three bites mouth opens again crunches again crunches again each time something splurts you watch as patrick's face just becomes utter pain and then finally he's swallowed up with that third bite you can see that the swamp water all around now starts to gurgle and you hear a scream and as you move forward you go to wake up and you see in your room as the moon is coming through as it's still very very early in the morning or very very late in the dark or late in the night you see a silhouette of a figure standing in the middle of your room you go to sort of pull the pull the comforter back as you do you realize like your legs are aren't there and you just see this big hunk of bog sludge you hear the voice of patrick pain why didn't you help as he takes a step forward and you see in the moonlight his whole body is just covered in blood his chest his torso his arms his legs as if it's been chewed and chewed and chewed upon
And that's where we're going to go ahead and end for tonight. What? Why me? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it always me? No. No, I'm always. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go ten more minutes. <laughs> because the thing with a thousand miles. I rolled a Norse Foundry D10, and I rolled a zero on it, which means it's you. You are nine and ten. Sorry, buddy. Okay. Nice. Uh, so that's the end of the night. You guys doing okay? We're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, go ahead and make a new session as character always. for next week, uh, as you are dead now. That's it. It's over. You die in a dream, you die in real life. That is true. Who said it was a dream? These are all flashbacks. End of this is just a flashback to what really actually happened in Savannah. And it's going to be Al Pacino laughing? I'm going to write that back down, actually. That's a pretty good idea. Change the end. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Let's... uh, Let's do some closing plugs. We'll be back in a week, obviously, with more more Call of Cthulhu. We'll continue our search. you guys uncovered a bunch of stuff. So think about it, look in, you know, check, uh, check out, check in with each other in the discord, figure out like kind of your plan of attack, uh, for tomorrow. And, uh, kind of, we'll go from there. So before, uh, before we get out of here, why don't we do some plugs? So Steven, um, why don't we start with you? you got, you run a game for the channel. When is that? Do game I? And what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I do sort of run a game for the channel. Uh, it, it's more like the players run me ragged, uh, for the channel. Uh, on Tuesday, we play Marvel Multiverse, uh, and we're doing a little bit of an X-Men theme. Uh, and we're coming up on the close of the campaign. We've only got a few sessions left, so uh, come join us, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how the climactic ending uh, goes. I'll, I'll try to end it on a TPK. I think that'd be good for us. What does TPK stand for in that situation? Uh, I'm trying to think of something funny. I can't. Uh, so yeah. total party. Normally can. you can't. That's true. That's actually pretty true for you. Uh, Maitre, <laughs> tell us where we can find you on the internet. Uh, when I'm uh, not disappointed that we're not going another two minutes, I am Maitre plays games on YouTube. Uh, and um, I am hoping to be back to it somewhat regularly this year. Uh, if you're into system agnostic tabletop stuff, you should check me out. Perfect. Fantastic. Uh, if you're watching this later on YouTube, check the show notes. you find links to my Trace channel. Uh, as for us here, our next game is Monday. If you want to come back, watch us play some Fragged Empire, Melissa and I, uh, space sci-fi, and my Trey. Uh, we, uh, we are yearning in space, uh, but um, I'm going to blow them all up because their, their mushroom friend has now been equipped with weapons galore and he's just going to it's crazy you guys you just keep loading them up loading them up with equipment it's fantastic he is mobile now i thought he was just our roomba with predator vision it's he's got predator vision (laughs) and he's on a roomba i mean he is he's pretty decked out not too long ago he was left for dead in a in a burning vehicle on a uh, on a continent filled with mushrooms uh, as uh, Steven said, Tuesday, we got some Marvel Thursday next week. We'll be doing Werewolf the Apocalypse uh, as we are continuing our cabbage fest uh, in that uh, in that campaign. Uh, next uh, next Friday, we got Delta Green and uh, Saturday. We'll be back with more Call of Cthulhu. Check out the YouTube channel as well. Adventures and Lollygagging. We've got all of our other games there, uh, including Warhammer 40K Wrath and Glory uh, and our Monster of the Week PPTA game as well. And plenty of other games that we ran in the past. 
Uh, thank you to everyone going out tonight. Thank you for those of you who threw out some bits and such that I saw. Uh, we're going to pay forward uh, all sorts of wonderful raids and stuff, and we're going to raid the Vactair, who are playing, it looks like, Scum and Villainy. Uh, so follow the raid. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. I'll be seeing you.